Blog Talk Radio. Buzzworthy Radio is on. on. The entertainment show that gets you up close and personal with today's hottest stars. Here's your host, Nabelle J. Lee. Oh, my goodness. How's everybody doing today? Crazy, 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 crazy. Nabelle J. Lee here, and welcome to a new episode of the Buzzcast at Buzzworthy Radio. And we are celebrating my 15th year of doing this podcast. And I know... We haven't been here a lot within the recent years, even though we have been here, but we haven't been here, if that makes any sense. But we've still been coming at you with some, with some, with some podcasts sporadically over the years still. And this is our 15th, this marks our 15th year. November 5th, 2007 was the very first show. The very first show. Now, even though that was the very first show, we did one show before we had our first guest, and that was the introductory show. We did like a half an hour. Do I call it a pilot? Do we call these pilots? I don't know if we call these pilots. But we did the first show for 30 minutes, and then we came back two days later. I think it was the 7th. And we had our first guest, which was Catherine Hickland. And many of the fans knew her from her time on One Like to Live. And loving the city as well as capital. And what a great first guest that spearheaded what will become such a phenomenal time doing this. I, I, there's just so much I could probably say that could fill up this two hours, which I, I don't even know if I could fit it in two hours because I, Never would have imagined that I would have been doing this podcast for as long as I have, let alone the fact getting involved in such a thing called a podcast, because this was not something that I ever looked at doing before. I never, never really thought about doing a podcast because I never, one, knew what what was, but I also never saw myself in that arena before. And every time I do these anniversary shows, I always have to give credit to the main person who was the man who spearheaded me into this direction, Roger Newcomb. He has been such a big, huge supporter for everything that I've done when it came to the podcast, the red carpet interviews, all, all of it. Everything that centered around Buzzworthy Radio, he, he really was the one that put me into that direction. He was the one who said to me, this is your voice. This is where you can use your voice. This is where you will shine the brightest is if you had a show that talked about at the time, it was straight daytime television and soaps and everything. And it's still my drive, but that was the main, that was literally the main focus before I was able to even attempt to branch into other avenues, such as in music and prime time and, and online streaming media. Uh, it, It was, it's so surreal to me. This is very surreal to me. And I felt that when I started, I gave it a shot. When I first initially tried to do a podcast, it really did not work out because again, we didn't, I didn't have the tools to pretty much make it happen. I didn't have the tools to make it work. And then 
as time progressed, there was there was actually a platform that became available, and immediately I was just giving it a shot. I said, "Oh my gosh, I have to, I have to try this now. This is such a way of now being able to do the show." So I literally gave it my all. I, I started it, and let me let me just say before I done Buzz, Buzzworthy Radio, I, I had another podcast that I did with uh, another person, uh, listen, his name is Ryan. People know him on social media, Source Ryan. And we did this show for about a year called In The Zone, started in 2006. And I was such, such a big highlight of my life. I enjoyed, I really did enjoy doing that show. And I know things had went sour when I did that show. Um, coming out of that show, it was such it was such a great time. It was really a great time. Just we just had fun with it, and we at the time weren't weren't thinking about like the guest aspect or anything. We were just having a fun show, just talking about everything that we were seeing on our TV screen. It was great. It was just it was such a great banter, um, and I loved being a part of that show. And I honestly think that. What happened happened towards the end of that run. I I don't think I would have been here. I wouldn't have been able to be able to do the show that I I wanted to do. So it it helped me. It helped me be able to now start this and be able to put my focus into it and put my vision into it. And that's one of the biggest positives I I, I take away from that experience and Ryan you know I love you you know we we reconnected we we mended fences we made up and everything and I am so happy that we did that uh, because it's so nice to have you back in my corner again once again and celebrating this achievement that we have going on here my gosh man I can't let's just let's just start off with the fact that there's been so many moments in the 15 years that I've been doing this show that still to this day live on. And there were, and you know what's funny? I would sometimes go onto my website and just listen and look for past shows. And I, I just sit there and I just go, wow, I completely forgotten that I've done this show with this actor or actress or person you know i i i'm still literally always surprising myself going like wow i did do this holy crap i did this too and it's just it's such a thrill just to sit back sometimes and just re-listen to those shows because you know it's been so long since you've done them and it's been so long since <laughs> it's, you don't remember what was talked about and i just sit there and i was like wow this was this was such a fun experience. This was an amazing experience. I loved starting this and building this up and having such a repertoire of people coming on this show. Uh, a lot of people have always asked me who are my favorite guests on the show. There's too many people to name. I, I mean, there's too many people to name. I I can't even, gosh, I, I don't even know. Like, the list is just overflowing with people. I will say this. I've had this guy on my show multiple times. And 
literally this only happened because he wound up calling into one of my shows. Now, mind you, the show was pre-recorded. So the show that I had aired, I had already recorded the podcast and I upload and I uploaded it and aired it as a live show. So thinking that it was an actual live show, he called in to want to speak to the guests on the show. And I had to he reached out to me. He literally reached out to me on Twitter and then messaged me and said that he was calling into the show. He wanted to speak to the guests that I had on here. And I was I was so shocked by it. But I was I was shocked. I don't know if I was embarrassed. But I was shocked by it, and I told I told him that I was going. Oh, this is tape. It's not live and everything. So, but what happened from that? He wound up calling back into the show after the whole tape segment aired, and then I went live with him on the show, and then he came back a total of like eight, nine times, roughly. I think he's probably been on my show the most, and it, it was. Always such a blast, always getting to have him on, on the podcast. Gabriel Mann is probably one of my favorite people that I, I always love talking to. He was he was the best. He really was awesome. Everybody knew I loved Revenge. That was my big show at the time. And he was such a phenomenal person. I loved having him on the show. I loved having this person on the show, too. If this is who I think it is, I love this girl. We go way back for many, many years. She's always been a favorite of mine, especially, you, you know, let me, just, let me just say this. Let me just say this. Um, <laughs> let me just say this. I, she, there's not, a, there's not many words that I can describe but love for this woman. So how are you? How are you? Welcome to my show for Celebrating for 15 Years. How are you? Hello. How are you doing? Buzzy, can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, hi, darling. How are you? I am great. How are you? Just fine. Happy to be <laughs> celebrating this with you. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Listen, guys, if you don't know who this is, that's a shame. But... <laughs> but <laughs> Every, everyone had to everyone had to realize that I couldn't celebrate my 15th special without my melody Thomas got on the air. Like there's there was no way I couldn't have asked you to come. <laughs> well, that's true. I'm glad that I was able to be here because I didn't have to work today. So oh, easy peasy. Oh look at that. Well, thank you, thank you the so much. The show must for... have known it was your anniversary, Buzzy. Why must... I must have known to not. To not book me today. <laughs> that, that probably was it. That probably had to happen. The, the stars aligned for that. For that. I'm I, sure. I'm just saying. I mean, listen. We we had our first. Oh my gosh! How many times have we done this? We've done this several times here, and every single time. You know, time, I was trying I, to think that, and I I don't know. You you're supposed to keep track of that. I I didn't. Keep I track am. Of it, but I did it many times. <laughs> I, I am supposed to keep track of this, and I literally just sat her going like, "Gosh, how many times have I had her on this show?" I I, I was like, "I know it's been more than five, but <laughs> it's been more than five, and every single time." Probably yes, I think so. It it's been such a blast every single time you've been here, and I I just want to I just want to say this too. I since we're talking about anniversaries, I. 
love and had so much fun at your 40th anniversary. I just want to, I just want to mention that. I just want to mention that. That's still oh, one of well, my favorite I'm so glad. experiences. I'm so glad you could come, and it really was a very special day. It was wonderful, and wonderful having you there. I, I, everybody and we've got asking. the photos yeah. to prove it, don't we? We do have the photos. Everyone <laughs> loves those photos. Listen, listen. <laughs> I, when I posted those, they were going, how did you get here? Everybody was asking, how did you get here? And I was like, well, here's the story. But it was, um, <laughs> I, I will say that if I didn't know if I was going to make it. And I was telling, I was telling Matt, uh, Matt Kane and, I said on the side, I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to be there. I was able to make arrangements. I'm coming. So <laughs> just make sure I'm coming. Because at the time. Yes, I, I remember it was touch and go. I knew it that was, you might not make it, but I was it so was happy. Touch, yes, it was touch. I was just, I, I literally hopped on the plane. I did a red eye, flew out, and I got there. So, you know what's funny? They overbooked the hotel that I was staying in, and I didn't have a room oh. for the night. Oh, yeah. No, that's well, what happened. I didn't know that. I get you there. Have told I get to, me we would have figured something out. Well, luckily, what happened was is that when I did get there to check in, they were like, "Listen, we overbooked this hotel, but we're gonna comp your stay. We're gonna have you stay at the, I think it was the Holiday Inn Express for the night. They had me go there. They paid for my Uber. Um, so I oh, got well, that the night nice anyway. So, so I lost. So I didn't have to pay for the extra day. Um, so I there get there go. and. And then when I did get to check in the next day, uh, they were like, listen, we heard what happened. Do you like wine? And I was like, I love wine. What are you talking about? And they're like, listen, we're going to bring you up. <laughs> oh we're going to bring you up a bottle of wine with the, with the cheese and cracker plate and everything like that. They gave me a free bottle of wine to make up for the fact of what happened for the room. And I said, well, it all worked out in your favor. I am not going to argue that. Too. Absolutely. I'm not going to argue any of this. So it worked out beautifully it was it was such a fantastic day i loved every aspect of it and i was so happy to, to be a part of it i'm it so really, happy you got to be so a part fun. of it yes it was great it, and it, and i have to you mentioned matt kane and i have to thank him too for helping put all that together because it was a monumental occasion apparently <laughs> <laughs> listen listen i gotta i gotta show love to my fellow jersey uh, fellow jersey that's all you how you that's call me right. buddy i always call him i call him jersey so jersey thank you so much thank you for everything that you have done we love you we love the Young and the Restless. I'm so happy that the show is going to be celebrating 50 years this coming year. I mean, 50 years. Oh, it's going to be amazing. I I don't even know what we're doing, but I know he's working hard planning something. Planning many somethings. I have a feeling. I I think it's going to last the whole year of the 50th. (laughs) I believe it. I do believe it. What, what, and um, let me ask you this. What has been the ultimate Nikki moment. What has been your favorite Nikki moment throughout the entire time you've been on the show since you started in 1979? Oh, dear Lord. That, that is probably the most difficult question anybody's ever asked me, Buzzy. Uh, (laughs) I've been asked what's your favorite storyline? What's your favorite, who's your favorite actor? Uh, What's your favorite this? What's your favorite that? Nobody's asked me about the moment and man, there's so many. I can't even. I have to think about that. I'm sorry, my dog is barking. She's oh, no. uh, very protective of me. Of course, of course. <laughs> I'm just talking to Buzzy Riley. It's fine. 
Uh, I don't know. I might have to get back to you on that. So are you going to come out at some point next year for the 50th? Of course I am. Uh, of course I am. I'm going to be there. No, yeah. You will not keep me away. All right. Well, you, will, you better you book will. that hotel and make sure that they're not overbooked. You tell them I said so. I will let them know that you said not to overbook this hotel. But before I let you go, I, before I let you go, I do. I think I have a moment. I have a moment. Um, oh yeah. I, I I have a moment. I will say this was this was probably a standout moment in the Nikki Victor relationship that I will never ever forget because I was home. I was home. It was during the winter. And I had off, and it was when Victor finally finally confronted Nikki about the affair with Brad Carlton and literally left her at the ranch, like walked out of her at the ranch. That that just whole episode was just oh my god, it was, yeah. it was absolutely phenomenal. I was I was just enamored with that entire episode, and I just felt like that that whole entire thing, as much as Nikki couldn't deny what she and Brad had went through. She like literally at the end of that scene when when you're running after Victor trying to get to Victor and you can't catch up to him and you just start crying at the door. Um, that was the <laughs> that was the that was the moment for me where I was going. This woman loves. Victor well, I hope regardless. you, were you know what I mean. Crying watching. Well, that's that that was the thing. I was I was sitting there feeling for her because I was going like, this woman does love you, man. Like you just walked out on the woman who loves you. I know that she messed around with Brad Carlton, but she freaking loves you. And I was just I was just enamored with I was just enamored with that entire episode. It really was such a great it was such a great show. There was such great moments during Gosh, that time I era. I haven't even thought of that for so long. I'm glad you're reminding me of it. Yeah, it was very dramatic. It was. It was such a good. It was such good soap, and I. I'm very excited for what's in store for the fiftieth. I'm. I'm very happy you got to spend a few moments with me, spending some time with me, and you're gonna see me yeah. next year for sure. I really appreciated you stopping good. by. Well, we saw you so briefly at the last Emmys. We we just barely saw you, but we saw you. <laughs> I literally was. I just walked by and I saw Ed first. Ed Scott, her husband. I saw Ed first, so I knew you were somewhere, and I, I literally was going, like, I said, I said to him, I was going, like, where's, where's Melody at? And he, he pointed out where you were, so I was like, I'm just going to walk behind so you don't see me first. So then I walked behind, uh-huh. and then I was like, and that's when I was like, well, here's these two lovely ladies, and then there it was. So, you know, I had to, <laughs> I had to do that. There it is. <laughs> so, well, next- you, you caught us just in time because I think that we were getting ready to leave, so that yes, that yes, worked you out are. well. You know, yes, fate you always bring you and me together, Buzzy, so we need to ever worry not. about that. Absolutely not. And I cannot wait to see you again next year. We're going to have some celebrations going on. Yes, we um, are. We're going to keep in touch. I love you. Thank you so much for coming by. I really appreciate it. Thank oh, you so much. and I love you too. And I'm so happy for your anniversary and proud of you. And I just think the world of you. Me too. Love you so much. Thank you so much. Melody Thomas Scott, everybody. Thank you so much. All right. I'll talk to you soon, honey. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye.
Oh, right. Oh, my gosh. You know I love that woman. And I got to get to this next person because I believe she has another engagement coming up very shortly. So we got to get her on the line right now. Is this my girl? Is this my girl, Martha? Hey, what's up, Nabelle? How are you? I'm good. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. You actually were here for my 10th as well. So, of course, I had to ask you back for my 15th. I can't believe it. Every. <laughs> Can't believe it. All right, guys. This one I'm wow. I'm joined now by Martha Madison, and this this has been my home girl for a long time. Love having her here. <laughs> She's been one of my favorites, and I'm so glad that you were able to spare a few minutes to to come onto the show, celebrate my like you said. We were texting, and I literally was going, "Girl, it's my 15th. What the heck?" <laughs> I can't believe it. I mean, I don't know how that's possible because we just met like last year, right? No, no we literally <laughs> just met like, like two weeks ago. We just literally met two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah no. There's time no way that it's Really? We had so much. We well, I'll just tell you on your anniversary, I've always been a huge fan of yours and was so happy that we got to meet and connect and, and you know, it was really fun to do kind of some crafts promotional stuff with your show and Soapbox back in the day. It was really fun. I thought about Soapbox, too, right before the show. I was like, oh, man, I remember <laughs> those days. Those were fun. We had so much fun then. We, uh, you, girl, you and Lily, oh, my gosh, it was such a good time. I, I It was such funny. I, also, I was literally just sitting here going, like, I remember the day with either I was either flying out of L.A. or flying into L.A. I run into you at the airport, and I was just going, like, why are you here? <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's God, it just, again, it just feels like yesterday. So I, you know, it's been a wild ride. I I was I was sit, sitting here going, how we saw each other at the Emmys and we got no picture together, and I literally stood right next yeah. to you. That is, I know, unfathomable. The audacity. We're gonna have to <laughs> we're gonna have to correct that next year that you're out here. Are you gonna come next year? Of course I am. Of course I am. Okay, good. So we'll do it next year, I promise. <laughs> yes, yes, we're gonna do it next year. We need our Leo picture. Yes. That's for sure. That is I know, sure. I know. Oh my gosh. I still can't believe that you literally flew in and got ready that day. How how in the heck? It was such such a crazy blur and I you know I kind of knew halfway through the day that I wasn't going to make the red carpet so I knew I was going to miss seeing most of my favorite people but I was <laughs> it was crazy I had a 13-hour flight home from London it was a 12-hour flight I guess and then spent two hours in customs and then went at that hair and makeup waiting for me at my friend's house <laughs> and then got in this cab that didn't have an air conditioner so I've been like sat in traffic for an hour just covered in sweat and I walked in just as the, the bell was ringing for the show to start. And it was like, I felt so successful just to get there. <laughs> the rest of it was just super fun. I was like, I don't care who wins. Where's my drink? I'm here. <laughs> Yo, same. I said the same thing. I was like, where is the alcohol? That is all I want right now. I but I did. I, I was like, as soon as I was done, the carpet, I was like, all, all we had – so. For those that don't know the setup, I mean, it was it was it was a nice setup this year, especially since it was inside. Mm-hmm. Love the fact that it was inside this year. Um, but nice. you know, in the back part, we had the food, and the food was good. And I didn't hate the food at all. The food was actually really good. It's just the tea. Mm-hmm. Every time I come there, I always tell them, "Why is your tea watered down?" 
they're it tastes like watered brown it tastes like brown water <laughs> like make it flavorful somehow um and literally i just went like i have to go somewhere else to get a drink and then i i snuck somewhere and i got an alcoholic beverage before the end of the telecast and i was just like this is wow. nice that's like finding gold like we nobody could find it we were looking everywhere (laughs) i i i did i i was scouting and i was literally like listen i need to find something before any winners get announced or anything like that and i literally scouted and i found some i found some wine i was like and now i feel better (laughs) that's literally what happened nice nice yeah yeah yeah. wow i can't we have um, plenty after (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I can't believe that Day of Days is back in person this year. I wish I was going. I wish I was going to that. I wish you were going, too. I know. I would have. I would have. It was a big surprise to me, anyway, too. I didn't realize they were going to do it again this year. And I think it's so great because the move to Peacock, you know, has us um, doing a lot of promotion for the show. And this is, the, I think, the best way to do that, to be really in person with everyone. Um, so I'm excited, and it's in a new venue this year at um, Xbox Live. Oh, really? Live. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's I mean at LA Live. Sorry, the Xbox um, uh, outdoor area and downtown oh, okay. LA. So it'll it'll feel new but old. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm excited definitely to for see sure. What it's going to be, and it looks like the weather's going to be great. So hopefully people will turn out, and we'll have a good old afternoon. Well, listen, I really hope I get the chance to go there next year for sure. I mean, when, I, when it came out, I was like, "There's, I'm not going to be able to do it because it's last minute. I'm not going to be able to be whatever. But I know if if it does come up next year, which I think it probably will with this, like you said, yeah. the success with the moving the Peacock and everything. And mm-hmm. I really am so – let me just say this before we move on. I, I, I had a conversation about this on the show previously, but – you know, when everybody heard the announcement of the going to Peacock, everybody thought it was the end of days. <laughs> excuse yeah. the pun. Um, yeah. Excuse the pun there. But I also was in there going like, no, it's not. Like, that's, like, that's not. And then all of a sudden, are we eating crow now, guys? Like, really? You know? Yeah. So it's, I, well, I can't I'll, wait. I'll tell you what, what I know that, you know, I mean, listen, we all had a, kind of a little knee-jerk reaction the first we heard of it too like oh what does this mean but we'd already established an audience at peacock through the beyond sale and stuff and i think it went over really well you know and and so like the people who are online saying you know how dare you make us pay and all this kind of stuff it's like you know the all been to go away forever probably i'm guessing and we didn't we got to go to a new platform so i mean I, I it's really good for the show. And then yesterday was the day's anniversary and the, yes, the network people came out and gave a speech and said, listen, we, we've been watching all the metrics and it's doing fabulously. It's always in the top shows every day. And like, it's good. good. It's going over really well. So I think we're, I'm, I think we're all pretty happy with how it's going. I'm so, listen, I'm now happy that a new episode dropped at six in the morning so I could watch it before work. So now I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm square, man. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's the first time in my time on the show that I start getting like, I have to turn off my tweet alerts, my notifications, because they start, you know, like in the morning, if I, if we're on that day, it would be like, Belle's dress, you know, at 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And, then, and then, of course, we're going like, hey, no preemptions. Also that. Mm. Yeah. 
also great, especially over this election week, right? That's true. That's literally true. Yeah. See, you got to look at the silver lining somewhere. Look at that. It's it's progressing, and I'm um, very happy for all of I'm you. I'm always there. looking for that silver lining. That's right. Very happy for all of you. You guys deserve it. I hope you guys have a great turnout this Saturday for sure. Um, Thank happy you. anniversary to Dave. I think it's 57 this year. So. Uh, yeah, guys, 57, and happy anniversary to you. Oh, thank you. I love you. Thank you for coming by. Really appreciate it. Martha Madison, everybody. Have a great show. You too. Bye, Thanks. everyone. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. We're about to go to our next one who is here. She's been holding on for a little while. This is the first time I've ever had her on my show, by the way. Even though we've talked on red carpet, I've never had her on the podcast. This is the first time she's been here. <laughs> Eden McCoy is joining us right now from General Hospital. How are you? Hi, can you hear me? I can. Okay, okay, good. I just I haven't done one of these necessarily where I'm on hold first but can hear everything <laughs> you're saying. And I'm, I've just been enjoying this so much that I almost forgot um, that I was also here to speak. <laughs> <laughs> you're not the first or the last guest that's ever said that because I've had one that's literally called in and just listened and they were just so enamored with the conversation. It was like, I don't know if I could come in and top this. And I was like, yeah, right. you can. Yeah, that, that, that would be me. That would be me. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you were able to join us, especially since you thought it was last night and not tonight. <laughs> oh my God. I know. I So I called and it was like, it, it did its whole like, this is whatever radio. And then it was like, your next meeting is 23 hours away. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm sitting here like, well, I'm, something's gone wrong. Um, so I'm glad we got that sorted out. <laughs> yes, for sure. Well, I appreciate you, uh, appreciate you coming here for sure. You know, we've, we've known each other for a long time now. And I can't, Gosh, I can't believe how many years it's been since we first had our first conversation. I think it was probably around your your second year playing Joss, probably. But maybe, yeah. Because when when was the very first time we spoke? Was it I, was it the carpet? It was the carpet, and it was yeah, I believe it was actually no, it was actually the year it was the year before. Yeah, it was 2019. It was 2019. And then mm-hmm. twenty, and then twenty twenty hit, and then we did another interview. Then, no, 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 I had that mm-hmm. wrong. It was twenty nineteen. We did the carpet. I, th- I think we did one in twenty eighteen too. So it was twenty eighteen, and then twenty nineteen. Yeah. And then a few months yeah. later, I saw you in Philly. That's what it was. There we go. Yeah, yes. Philly. Yes, that's yes. that's that's the that's what I was going to ask you because I knew that we saw each other at an event, but I couldn't remember which one. Yes, it was the Philly event, the uh, event William DeBry had. Um, and well, I complete, I'll be honest, I completely forgot I had that ticket. So <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't even, I literally got the message in my email and, and it was like, your event for blah, blah, blah is coming up there. And I was like, wait, what? And then I was like, it's all acceptable. Oh. And I was like, oh, yeah, I did buy that ticket so then i was like i was like luckily i have nothing going on so i'm going still so and then here i'm glad i had so much fun at that event i really did it was such a great time uh it was great seeing everybody because everybody was going like you're you're east coast i was like yeah i live here 
so because <laughs> of here. So that was it was so such awesome. a it was such a great experience. And then speaking of anniversaries, your show is turning sixty next year. I know. Incredible. I, Incredible. It's wild. Truly. I'm like a fetus compared to <laughs> compared to this show and everybody else that's been on it, but I, I love it. Dude, I, I mean, listen, Das has had some moments, man. I mean, she's had some moments. This whole thing with the teen scene and uh, what happened previously with Trina being on trial, like all of that stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I I love the fact that we're starting to see Josh be more Josh being more of Carly. She's now literally mm-hmm. Carly, and I'm and I'm sitting there going like, wow, did Eden really get? Laura's mannerisms down because that's literally what it looks like. I'm literally looking at a younger image of Laura right right now. That's great. It's so funny. Nobody's ever said that before. I think this is the first time I'm hearing that. No, I'm totally kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember remember what episode it was, but I literally was looking at it. I was like, bro. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, I think that happens that way, and I tell people this all the time because this is a, a very frequently asked question, and I'm glad it is, um, but because I've been working with her, like, since I was prepubescent, when I was just on set and would watch her or, you know, at the beginning it was kind of I only worked with her for a while, mm-hmm. I think I just like someone's actual child. I think I kind of just picked up on things subconsciously and then um once they you know have clearly wanted me to emulate carly more times than not it's kind of easy for me to just like have these tools in my back pocket and be able to pull them out like i remember that episode i did where i literally played young carly it was so fun because i knew exactly how to do it like I was like oh this is awesome like I could use this and this and this like for real for real now (laughs) yeah Um, instead of sprinkling it in so that was yeah that was really fun but yeah Laura's the best and I think I I'm just like naturally her adopted child now (laughs) (laughs) I know are basically Uh, what Mm -hmm. has been Mm -hmm. uh, let me ask this what has been Aside from that, playing young Carly, what has been the most fun moment on the show playing Joss? Fun moment. Um, you know, somebody asked me this, and I remembered I have so much fun working with Avery, and um, I think the Joss oh, yeah. dynamic is so much fun to play, and, like, I've had a really good time doing that. Like, <laughs> the pushing into the pool situation and like we got to work on the screen for that that was funny (laughs) yeah it's just like we always get to kind of go a little bit to the extremes with everything so that I really have fun doing and she's so great and so like such a generous scene partner so I love working with her um anything where I can eat in a scene. <laughs> of course, of course. What about fun. the moss? Do we miss the moss? Is the moss now officially gone? Did they get a new contract on another show? Like, what happened to the moss? Do, do we miss the moss? Oh, the moss. Oh, the moss. 
You know, I saw the moth the other day, so this is news to me. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe it makes Maybe it makes a return. I, um, I'm just throwing it out there. People have been asking, so I just figured I'd ask because I'm one of them. I think the moth <laughs> will be back eventually. I, I hope it's back eventually. It's just such a heated conversation. It um, really and is. Then the <laughs> and then the set I have coming up is also really fun and has been super fun and just like a different side of everything, but I can't give anything away or else we won't be speaking anymore because I won't have a job. Um, but, I'll keep that. But, I, I will not <laughs> pry. I will not pry. We'll just have to watch, y'all. We just got to watch. All yeah. We can do. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but uh, thanks for at least teasing us something, but mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. But mm-hmm. I really do. Listen, Edith, I'm so glad that you're able to spend a few minutes with me tonight celebrating the anniversary for this show. You've always been one of our favorites here, whether it's on the podcast, whether it's on the red carpet, no matter what, the, the fan events, everything, you've always been such such a joy to talk to and just hang out with. It's been great. And we definitely will be doing this again very, very soon for sure. We gotta have yes, that. please. And happy, happy anniversary. What what an amazing accomplishment. I'm, I'm so proud of you. And like, it's totally my pleasure to come say hi. Thank you. And listen, and not for nothing before I let you go, I just I just want to give you a huge shout out. Thank you because of the fact you listened to my anniversary show that I did for Laura. Oh my God. I mm-hmm. couldn't believe it. I love the fact that you listened to that whole thing and I was just so enamored with such gratitude. I really appreciated that. Oh, thank you. Of course. I, I, I can never get enough of that woman or of you. So it was a two for one special. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate it for stopping by. Oh, thank you for having me, and congratulations again, and thank you for all the support, as always. Thank you. Take care. Have a good day. Bye. You too. Bye. (laughs) Oh, all right. Oh, Do I really want to bring this guy on? I don't know if I want to. Yeah, I might want to. I do like him, I guess, you know, I mean, I did drive and went to his first show in New Jersey. I I guess I got to let him on. I guess, I guess I got to let him on. Hello, sir. How are you? Hey, look, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. I mean, I was contemplating it. But then I kind of was going, yeah, I guess I better. I do, I do kind of like you. <laughs> you know, of. man, you, I'll, I'll tell you what you've definitely been able to develop over 15 years is a wonderful sense of sarcasm. I mean, it's just, it's stellar. It's perfect. I wonder where I picked that up from. It probably was from you. <laughs> I have no idea. Probably from 15 years of me interviewing you more than you've probably interviewed me. That's what I love that, about our relationship, right? That is literally our relationship. And you know what? I wouldn't change it for the world. I would not. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. If not at all. Hey, man. Hey, I man. want to say officially, congratulations. It is, it is not always easy to hang in there with, with, with what you do. And I, I, credit, I credit anyone that, that is able to do it for as long as you have and, and doing it well. So... Happy anniversary, man. 
Thank you. Thank you, sir. Um, for also, if you don't know who this guy is that I'm talking to right now, this guy has probably been a part of this show since I started it. And I don't know what it is, but I keep asking him to come back all the time. And at least once a year. At least once a year. And you know what? He shows up. He literally comes to the show. I don't have to beg. He literally just pops on, and there he is. No, no. beg. It's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. I might have what you a, do. I might have begged a couple of times in the beginning, maybe. <laughs> Eric Marsaw, everybody. He's <laughs> right now. Let's not talk about those times. No, no. I mean, it was, it was – listen, when, when, we, when we started doing this, you were still on Passion, man. And, and that, was, that was fun in itself. I loved, I loved those interviews, too. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were, come on, man. Those were, I was, uh, I was just starting out back then as well. I've been in this game for this soap opera game for practically 20 years now. And, and passion was now. my baby and you kind of formulated your show during that time as well. So we were just two kids starting out, you know, look at us now. Look, and look where it blossomed to, man. I mean, I, like I said, I, I was so happy that I got to be at the inaugural event of the day players band uh in september i i love getting the chance to be there for that it was such a phenomenal show like i really didn't get to talk to you guys that long because obviously we had to get through the line of people and everything like that but i want to make sure i tell you being there and seeing you guys on that stage and you guys were you guys were incredible i've seen every one of you sing except for carson that was the first time i've ever seen carson sing he was great I loved it. That's great stuff. Yeah. Well, you know what? Well, I'm glad you were there too. That 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 meant a lot to us that that you were there and it did not go unnoticed. And um, one day you're gonna be like, I saw him for the first time because we, we we have no plans to slow down. We're we've already announced we're we're actually playing at Day of Days this Saturday and we're doing a follow up show on Sunday at the Peppermint Club in Hollywood. And, I saw that. Uh, we're we're. We got we got lots of plans to go to a lot of cities in 2023. So this is uh, this is a this is a passion project for all of us. And I've been wanting to do this days of our lives cast members for a long time. We've had so much musical ability that's gone through those those doors and those hallways over days, and it was just a matter of time before we just got the right people to get together. And now we're doing it. We're a freaking band. We we love it. I remember the first time I've ever seen you sing in person, and it was actually one of the Day of Days events, and I believe it was 2011. And and I literally what did just, I sing? I don't remember. That's how long ago it's been. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how long ago it's been. All I just remember is that, of course, when they announce you, you just go right up to the stage, and you're just your back's turned, and you're shaking your behind in front of everybody. And all you hear is the women behind oh, you. Oh, wait a minute! Was, hollering. I think, I think that was L. I think I sang L.A. Woman. Uh, was I with like in a black leather jacket and Ken Corday yes, was, was back yes. there playing the drums? Yes, yes, yes. That, yeah, that, that was it. Yeah, that, that, that was, was that was it. that was a good day. But that's, <laughs> really, really? That's where my, you think so? We, <laughs> no, what, I, tell no me. I, I. How do you think I'm that performance? What's that? Tell me how you think that was a good day. How do you think that was a good day? <laughs> day, any any day of days is a 
good day. Come on. Anytime we can get the whole cast together and make people happy, that's a good day, which we're it, doing this weekend. As you, you are know. doing that. Are you going to be there? Am I, am I going to see you there? You are not going to see me there. I just told Martha. She was on the phone earlier, and I was I was telling her I was so happy you guys are back in person, but she will not see me this year. I didn't find out until much later about it, so I said I'm not going to be able to fly out. But I would have loved yeah, to have been a part of I that guess. for sure. You'll be there in spirit. It's fine. I will be there in spirit, but also if it is happening next year, you best believe I will be there. So. Yeah, we'll try to give you a little more notice in two weeks this time. <laughs> a little, a little bit. It kind of po- it pops up pretty quickly. It does. It does. But you know how I used to do it. I kind of just centered my. I knew the weekend it would fall on previously, so I just already had prepared it in advance and I would just go. And then I, once I get the notification two weeks ahead, I was like, I already have my stuff booked. So I'm just going ahead and filling up my press form. <laughs> so I knew, I just, but the thing was, I didn't think about it because the last couple of years it was virtual. So I didn't think that it was going to be in person. So that's why I didn't really do anything with it. So that's where my head. Yeah. Was. It was, so I mean, I that, that decision was made pretty late in the game. Uh, but yeah. um, hopefully now on to the end of time, the next the next 50 day of days will all be in person. Well, that's kind of why I was going like, I think, you know, coming next year, I'll just be like, no, I'm already going to pre-plan it and just go. Because if you had it in person this year, I don't think we're not going to not have it in person next year. It's, so it's, like, it's just not the, no, it's just not the same if you're not there. I mean, you've got to be there next year. Don't Period. worry about that. You, not you'll take no for an answer. I know you won't. I know you won't. I mean, everybody has to see you interview me at least one point of the year, which did not happen at all this past June. I, was I know. I know. I was we'll, very have to, we'll have to change that. I know. You showed up late, though. <laughs> you showed up late. That was on I, you, man. I had, I had so many questions to ask you. No, actually, that wasn't my fault. That I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. That was not my fault. Um <laughs> We we had some we had some other issues. I was on time. I was ready, and I'm like, "What's going on? What's going on?" And then, you know, things happen. Actors are right. not the most punctual of people sometimes. Sometimes, but at least I did get to see you and Lisa, so I did get to see you both. So I was yes. very happy for that. So, at least I will say this: seeing you after the Emmys were over, and you telling me that the the band was going to be in Jersey. If I if I didn't see you, you didn't tell me that. I wouldn't have known about it. I wouldn't have bought a ticket. So you you got me to go. You basically spearheaded me getting to go there, and I was very happy for that. So we were at least able to make that work. So it was it was great seeing you. Mission guys, for sure. mission mission accomplished. Look, you've 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 always been not only just supportive of of the daytime you know genre in general, but you've been supportive of me personally. You've always had a kind word to say, and hell, you you showed up at my at my day player band gig. So, you know, I just wanted to wish you a very, very healthy uh, next 15 years on your podcast or however long you want it to go. Cause I, I, I know it will. You're, you're the guy to do it. You've always, keep it rolling. You've, you've always been very supportive of us, uh, of being here. You know, every time we see each other and you know, everybody knows we always, we always crack on each other. We always, we bust each other and it's all a good fun. He's such a great guy. He's such a great actor. I love always supporting this guy and Days of Our Lives as well, especially when it moved to Peacock. I was very happy with this move. I'm very excited for what they're doing with the show, promoting the show. I'm, I'm 
Dude, I'm really thrilled for you and everything that you're accomplishing right now. I really appreciate you coming out here and supporting me tonight. It really means a lot. Absolutely. You're very welcome. And, um, hey, man, I'll see you hopefully very, very soon. So, Because I have a lot of questions to ask you. You know, I got my interview questions ready for you. I'm going to ask you about once next time I see you. Yes, yes. Make sure they're all written down for me so you have them all prepared. Just make sure. Yeah, no, no <laughs> softballs, all hardballs. That's it. Let's go. Let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> all right, buddy. You, you take all care, right. and a happy anniversary to you, my friend. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate it. You bet, man. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Wow. Wow, man. I don't even know. I don't even know where to go after that one. I got some more guests that are coming on later on during the show, but uh, – I want to give a shout-out to somebody who has been holding down the fort on Twitter for me, promoting who's been coming on to the show, who I also wanted to come on to the show tonight because I reached out to the cast of Forever in a Day that I'm also taking part of. And that has been such a wild ride, too. I'm loving every bit of what's coming down the pipe for my character on that show. It's going to get juicy, man. It's going to get juicy, but Candace, thank you so much for tweeting out everything that's been going on on this show tonight. Like I said, there's going to be some more people coming. They're not here quite yet because I gave them a later time. But we got a little bit of a break now, so I wanted to bring you on. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Happy anniversary, sweetie. Thank you so much. Listen, you've been one of the pioneers of the show because you literally oh. have been here from the beginning pretty much and you know even when when i was with matt on the show and after after that and you know it's just been such a whirlwind of 15 years like i just it doesn't feel it's like it's the 15 years though it, it doesn't, doesn't feel like the 15 years no it like, really has not there's, there's no there's no way it could be 15 years i'm waiting for the, the joke to say psych yeah, no. I, I literally am sitting here and I'm going like, I can't believe it's been this long. And, you know, when Mar- even when Martha was on, it was like, it, it, how is it 15 years already? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I literally don't know. So, you know, but uh, it, it's crazy. I, everybody who stopped on the show so far has been absolutely incredible, absolutely wonderful. Um, yeah, in- including that one guy. I think he's an upcomer actor, Eric Mossoff. I think he's upcoming. He sounds like a great guy. I, I can't wait to see him in, in some good stuff. Like, some, yeah, sounds like I, a really I, good I, guy. I know he. I know he's trying his best. He's trying his best. So yeah. That's why we're hey, there's always that you know that try. You know, he sounds like the that is the true. Voice, that is true. The voice true. itself sounds very professional. I can see him doing some good gigs. He has a good Absolutely. singing voice, you know. <laughs> uh, he does. He does know how to sing. I will give him that. He does know how to sing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I will okay. give him that. Since I since I did mention I saw him sing in person, I will admit he does know how to sing. I'm just like. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, but I I mean we we have to we just have to get on the acting level a little bit. But as soon as we yeah the acting figure yeah. that out figure figure that out once we figure that out we'll 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 yeah we'll yeah. I see, you know, I see big things for this Eric Motsoff guy. I could see an Emmy, maybe, like, you know, yeah. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I feel like he, you know, he might 
get one in the not too distant future. You never know. Yeah, there oh. you go. Sky's the limit. The sky's the limit. This person, I don't know who this is, but I'm going to take this line because they've been, I've seen this one pop on, pop off, pop on, pop off. I don't know if it's one of my guests, but I'm going to attempt it. So, uh, area code 615, I'm about to bring you on the line right now. How are you? Hey, Navelle, it's Jonathan. Just want to say thank you so much. It's an honor to listen to you, and I'm so excited to be a part of your 15th anniversary. Oh, my gosh, you were able to make it. Oh, I mean. I I know. know. I've been working and multitasking and going in and out, but. I'm so, so excited to to listen to what a phenomenal job this has been and a tribute to your last 15 years. I just want to say that you have been a big part of my corner since I've been doing this show, and and you've always have been such a huge supporter of me, and it doesn't go unnoticed. I'm, I'm so happy that we're friends and we, we've kept in contact for all these years, and You've just been a huge staple of just not my life, but the show and everything. And I'm I'm very proud to call you my friend. Well, it goes both ways. And like Martha said, I mean, it, it's only been like a few weeks, right? I mean, it's only been you know, two weeks. Uh, I, I think it's only been two weeks. No, no way. Something like, yeah, something like 15 years. No, it's, it's fine. Yeah. No, definitely been just a couple of weeks for sure. But... I, there's been so much that I've done in that time frame too. I mean, it's just, you know, we've, we, Candace and I have said this not on this show, but off on the side. We've talked about how many times I've had uh, John Driscoll on the show. I've had, mm-hmm. Billy, <laughs> I still remember that show that I did with Billy Miller and John Driscoll was his roommate at the time. So <laughs> they were both on the show because of that. So it was just like, that was Billy a classic Miller, episode. Classic. Dude, I was literally that was a fun one. I feel like Billy was out of his shell for a little bit for that. So having John on in the in the background as well and that camaraderie going on with me and Madden also on the side, especially the part where Billy was going like, John, you really talk to these Yahoos five times? I will never ever forget that question that he asked him. And I, I just <laughs> I literally was like, Wow. Billy, that's how you do me? Really? Wow. I'll remember that. And then when I finally met him in person, it was just, you know, there it was. It it just kept going even in person. His sarcasm literally was a thing. So I really really think that was one of my favorite ones. Um, Oh, my gosh. What was another one that we talked about, Candice, that was also – I know I mean, we mentioned we just we mentioned some some other stuff too, and I know Driscoll was the I mean, one aspect, but I know there was a few others we talked about. I mean, I literally was thinking about that. It was like, what are the highlights from the fifteen years? And obviously, John is like number one, especially the one where he like came. I think it was right after he left Guy and Light, and was getting ready to come. Like the announcement did come out, I think like twenty four hours prior. And we was all talking. And then I want to say, I mean, a lot of your guy like interviews was fun. I, I literally got him, like, towards the end of his guiding light run. But what I thought was interesting is, like, I got him as soon as he was about to start the Young and the Restless. So it was uh-huh. kind of like, yeah, it was, like, literally, like, right there. 
And that was, that was a trip in itself because I didn't even go to the show for that. And that was just me and him that did that. So that was also mm-hmm. interesting. Um, obviously, the one we do have to mention uh, that definitely was a highlight of this show and highlight meaning that it was talked about a lot that I did not think that it was going to spread as big as it did. I heard it. I heard you clap. But it definitely was it definitely was not what I, I I was not expecting this type of buzz, pun intended, when this went down, but the Christoph St. John interview that I did. Oof boy. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Listen. Listen. That was one done the night before my birthday. Literally the night before my birthday we did that interview. I had no idea it was going to catapult into what it was gonna catapult into. At Ooh. all. Can we talk about this publicly now? Or have we I, talked I, about I, this publicly I, at all? I, I, you didn't really talk. I mean, you talked about it on the side to some of us. But I don't think you talked about it publicly where everybody's listening. So I'm just going to just say this because I really don't want to really go full throttle with this. But I will just say that that interview really did cause a lot of attention that was one unexpected two maybe not warranted but three what happened happened and and that and that's and that's that it it definitely it definitely i will say not a lot of things were spoken on my side of it during that interview because <laughs> i i literally was just sitting there going like I didn't really have to say anything. Everything else was already said. So it 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 was pretty it was pretty intense. It was pretty intense. There were a lot of outlets that did post about it, um with certain quotes that came from that show. And there were there were questions that were directed to me at one point and I just basically just had to go, I don't know is what I and at the time I didn't know. There was no. I don't think nobody knew. I I just sat there just going like it. What happened was not from my perspective. It just happened, so that was that. Um, but it it got spoken, but then it would catapult into something that would happen for years to come. So I will say that from that interview that. It, it did present itself to a conversation that needed to be had that kept continuing years later. So I, I do look at that aspect of it. So I respect it for that reasoning. And I hold that interview as probably the the interview that the show's ever had, for sure. Yeah. So that's the most I've ever said about that interview publicly, that with with how I felt about it, with what, how I felt about it, but like I said, it definitely it definitely opens up the gates for the conversation for sure, um, and I did respect it after that for sure, um, mm-hmm. and I'm glad I'm glad that it did bring the attention. Um, so it it definitely was it definitely was that defining moment um, for sure. Um, let's let's bring on this caller. Uh, it's He's been on here for a while. 
he or she may have been in here for a while. I want to bring them on, too. They have their hand raised. 617 Area Codes, you're on the line. How are you? How dare you? How dare you, sir? <laughs> I you didn't are my know who boss. was on the line. How dare you leave me on hold? Uh, Candace, you should have said something. <laughs> she could have. Hi, happy anniversary. Thank you for oh, not having me my... on when Eric Marcel was on. I would have just died. You would have just died? <laughs> I would have been I would have been that ghetto girl from nineteen ninety five spring break M T V. Oh my god, Eric Marcel, I'm like a That would have been me. So I'm glad you. you didn't have me on then. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, of course. Emmy, my girl Emmy, my 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 co-star from Forever in a Day, who I've shared so many a scene Hi. with. Hi. <laughs> you know, we 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 he we, is we should my employer. I am the employer <laughs> on that show for sure. I am. I don't know how to pronounce Nitro Press side though, but I do now. <laughs> there you go. Blame that girl right there. Blame that girl right there. She's the one that came up with this shit. I love that it was like was that I just love the fact that it, I just created the blooper reel for that just for the mere fact that I was like I don't know how to pronounce this word so, and then all of a sudden I pronounce the word oh, trust me. Sudden, last, last night did anybody during the election think about Gunner with, and, and Jonah with global, <laughs> the deliberatory yep. election I can't even say it yep. now <laughs> <laughs> She's, that's that's your nitro press side. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, but you know what she does, Navelle? She creates she these do? words that she's not going to use because Danielle is not a medical professional. No, she creates uh, something that we can use. And then she wait a minute, back and wait a minute, wait a minute. It's not just me. Um, excuse me, it's not me. I'm not the only writer. All right, You're fair. Right. But guess All what? right, fair. You are the right, only fair. one that said, my auntie's a nurse. Let me ask her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling you out and dragging you. I was you like, every oh, no. right under that bus. Let me tell you what. I know. Like, yeah. seriously, wait. We're supposed to be celebrating Novell and Buzzworthy. And... But you're still able to still, well, you know. I, I said the forever and a day cast can come. I didn't say like it wasn't going to be this. So, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Listen, oh I just God. got my blue check mark, so I'm all hyped up right now. Oh yeah, okay, it I, is. I'm blue check mark verified on Twitter. Yeah, but um, yeah, I know. Listen, yeah, if you want to talk yeah. about these words, listen, Candace, we're going to go back yeah. to the Guiding Light days. Remember there was an episode where Rick Bauer said the word irregardless, and I just literally sat there and almost cried <gasps> on the TV because irregardless is not a word. Who wrote that it in the really script? It really wasn't. It really wasn't. You cannot I, speak ill of my Rick Bauer. I, he does no wrong. You, he may kill a couple you. people, but that's not his fault. Well, you, okay, but so this is actually it. true. He said it. He did say, and and you want to know the funny, this is actually, I don't even think Emmy knows, I don't even think Casey knows about it. There was some, there was um, a piece of dialogue that, you know, Dr. Beckham was going to say, and I was actually going to put that in there. You know I would have caught that <laughs> out and like, no, 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 I'm not Rick Bauer. No, I'm how, not Rick Bauer. Every fans of Forever in a Day, you see how Candace is? You see how she is now. Now you, now you get to see 
what well, we wait a minute. I think people who listen to this show and has heard me on the show when it was Naval and Matt or whatnot, we always talked about if we ever were on a, was on a soap opera and how things would have, you know, would be if we, you know, was on Gone Light or as well turns. And so, yeah, you guys know. I, I know. do. I but also, I would never. I just, that's all I want. Right, where's where, well? First of all, where's Rick going to be on in that story? If that was going to be the case, because I, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I listen, 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 Linda, listen. What? First of all, can I shout out to the fact that the rats put my my tweet in their article when that episode when it came out about Maya aired. On March Madness Wednesday, of course, leaving us yeah, on a hand. Did. And, and I'm sitting there going like, and I put that Medea fainting on the floor thing with my caption on it. And of course, the rap saw it and put it out there. So I was like, listen, I got to give you kudos because you put me in your article. So I'm happy, number one. Number two, I just saw Jacob. And he said nothing about that storyline at all. And I was like, he kept that a secret. And I was sitting there going like, Jacob, I just talked to you. How did you not tell me about this? I could have been warned. How was, but how was he supposed to, though? I mean, He had the interview with say? USA Today like two months prior before the airing. Yeah. But what can he say? Oh, there's a trans person? So, like, he, he, like, there's he something shocking coming up with Bowling and Beautiful. Have, he, he would have gotten canceled no matter what he said. So it's good. To but the, the best part about that reveal was that nobody knew it was coming. And that that's what right. soaps in this format yeah. so great. Yeah. No one knew Not even coming. the writers. They, they wasted they wasted that family so much, guys. They really yeah. did. Because it was it I was like, let's let's talk about this. Number one, that show really didn't have a black family on there since the show's inception. Mm-hmm. You know, 1993 mm-hmm. literally introduced the first black character. His name was Kevin. Mm-hmm. He was yep. friends with BC. Oh. Yep. And he lasted, what, a millisecond? His opening credit shot lasted longer than he did on the show. That's what I said. But can blinked, we at least... Can we at least celebrate the fact that on Bold and the Beautiful, black people do know how to read? <clears throat> Unlike their sister soap, where every black person that comes on okay. the Bell didn't know how to read. I well, said what I said, and I ain't changing. Do we need I, to get Drusilla Barber on the phone right now? Because, listen. Wait, she, Daisy couldn't I'm, read. That's right. I'm sorry. The family legacy. Ladies and gentlemen, before you roll. Oh, okay. mm, I'm just saying, um, like, Drusilla didn't know how to read either. Nathan had the teacher. So... And then who else didn't know how to read? Yo, Harmony, uh, I think, right? Malcolm, yo, Harmony, Malcolm right? No, yo, Harmony, Harmony, Harmony knew. No. Oh, Yo, Harmony knew? She okay. knew C. Jane Run, but she didn't know how to read the Bible. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. <laughs> um, I, no, I'm I, just I, saying, I, I could be Maya, and Eric could be Rick. We just have to age Brooke a little. I'm okay with this. I am okay with this. <laughs> it's nice that you're. Uh, we we're we're now envisioning what. Listen, we probably could envision what Bold and the Beautiful should be doing right now. Can I also just say I mean, also, I just need to yeah. say this too because 
I just saw this before I went on the air. How are you going to put Rory Gibson on recurring? You I know, really don't I know what's happening, Noah. I, I saw, saw that. John, Jonathan's post was the one I right. saw where it, he retweeted it, and I saw it, and I was going, are you freaking kidding me? How are you putting this guy on recurring right now? Like, you, you're putting a legacy Dang. character on recurring. You basically are telling us you don't know what to do with Sharon exactly. and his child. Right. And, 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 and that's and, what I was and, about to say. Yeah, and flip side. The thing about this show is that they don't know what to do with Noah. No head writer knows no, they what don't. to do with Noah. How many actors have and, been in this role, and they knew no, oh, they didn't know what to do with any of them that portrayed him? I don't know. Oh, I, they don't know what to do with anybody that's Robert young. Adamson the young <laughs> well, well, flip it. They don't know what they're doing with they, – that means they didn't know what to do with Allie. And that's a habit, and that's key. you know what I'm saying. Like it's a flip. Right. Like but, you, you but tried. But this is just all over again. Uh, but you know, if we sure. want to play devil's advocate, the actors may have requested it as well, because maybe they have other projects. Because <laughs> you're telling me that that girl couldn't get anything else. She's an amazing actress. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm thinking just, maybe the actors requested it. We don't know. Okay, double advocate. I mean, I know, they I, don't I mean, know, know what to do with the young and the restless. They don't. Oops. Yeah, because here's right. the thing. They wouldn't be requesting to get out of this if they were in needy stories that were giving them everything that they wanted. If they were driving stories and driving that are creative talent, they would be satisfied in their job. They wouldn't be looking for outside projects and wanting to get out. Also, well, if I want to play a triple advocate, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is just me wishful thinking. Okay. Sometimes when popular characters and couples <laughs> go towards the back burner during mm-hmm. a tenure, that means mm-hmm. that tenure is slowing down. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play. I'm just going to say. Well, I don't even know what count we are. Just say it. I know. Yeah, right? You're, I, I, you're I, I, rushing. Say. You're at Russian Roulette right it's now. It's Russian so Roulette right now. But, but let's be honest right now. Young and the Restless, again, six months ago, was not the best. Because I'm doing, like, I, I said this on YouTube. I'm doing, doing a progress like report. You're doing an average. Yeah, yeah. It, was like a, it, was like, it was like a progress report. You know, it, was, it wasn't, you may have one or two stories that actually was like, okay, it's solid. Mm-hmm. Now, with the Chelsea stuff, and Melissa Claire Egan, you better submit for Lee, honey, because that was some good. Right. That is some good stuff right there. But yeah. also with the Devon and Abby stuff, like that is a so popular. Oh. Like we're back into the eight. So what I know, everybody was like younger, all like all in shock about that. They were trending. That aired. Like they were trending. They were and trending. I was thinking, and I literally when I watched it, when I actually sat down and watched it, I was going, bro, when was the last time Weinart did something like? something so scandalous and exactly are we are are we counting the diane jenkins being alive as part of that because if we are then we're going back yeah. what almost seven months roughly seven months right? uh, I, and i do have now to we're seeing... casey though he um he said that every week's month devon cheats on his girlfriend so well, I mean, he's Devon not wrong. Been... He's not wrong. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, also let's think about it. Okay, for those because I said this, I think every Devon is not a good. I'm like, okay, he's not a bad guy and he's not a good guy. He's human, right? 
He has cheated. I mean, this is the man who cheated on with Hillary while Hillary was married to Blind Neil. Yes, yes. Just saying. Devon is also a man who has needs. Yes, he kissed his aunt Tyra. Oh, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, he did. After his daddy had her. Yeah, I forgot about that. He cheated on Hillary's twin sister, not only with his ex Elena, but now with Abby, a plantation baby mama. Like, this is crazy. (laughs) What? But What's you know what? with, with Devon's D? Like, the, uh-uh. But you do realize what, what Josh and them did, right? They finally gave us kind of a, I don't want to say closure, like closure or something, but sort of a payoff after the whole baby stuff. Because remember, everybody kept saying, what was the point I think of the everybody baby? Was, they were expecting it, because I remember reading tweets, like people were thinking, like, Abby and Devon are going to sleep together somehow. But they thought it was going to happen before Chance came back to the canvas. So people right. were thinking right. this was already going to happen. Yeah, uh-huh. I think, right. yeah, yeah. I think I, I so, think the same thing. It, it is a little, little but, bit too late, but also it did happen. It still got people talking, which is a good thing. I'm I still did waiting to find out what happens. I did see the comments where people were like, you know, people were aghast and appalled and everything like that. Okay, let's talk about the real picture here. Devil's Advocate, let's go. As the host of this show, mm-hmm. I'm going to play Devil's Advocate here. It's my first Devil- time ever. You mean to tell me let, me, let me ask you this. Are you aghast by this affair because you didn't, you didn't want Abby to cheat on Chance? You didn't want Devon to cheat on Amanda? Or were you really aghast at the fact that it was a white and black relationship happening? Thank you. Because let's rewind, let, let me rewind the tape. Let me rewind the tape. Why did we not have Heather, Thomas, Victoria, and Neil get almost together because they almost were going to get together in 1998. That did not happen because fans mm-hmm. were unhappy with an interracial relationship. Why did mm-hmm. Mamie and John not get together when Veronica Red and Jerry mm-hmm. Douglas, it looked like they were about to get together, which was yep. leading into that I direction say that in 1995. That was about to happen. Did that not happen? Because people did not want it to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, it let's just, even go it, further. It, what about Alan, Michael, and Jillian on Guiding Light. They had chemistry. Why didn't they get together? We well, all know why. I loved Amelia Marshall. I loved Rick Hurst. I will be honest, the way that they played Jilly in the later years after mm-hmm. her and Hamp split up, I hated Jilly. Uh, I, didn't, I was like, no, she was too... Ooh, she was too... She was too... The thing about Jilly at that time, I felt she became too Roger Thorpe-esque in a sense that she became power-hungry. Nothing wrong with that, but I did not feel like her she and Alan Michael would have meshed. Lower. I didn't think her and Alan Michael would have meshed, but I did. Oh, I loved I didn't like to. I didn't like, I didn't like, like her. I like, I did not like that type of her character with him. Her acting like this character outside of him, it worked. With him, mm-hmm. it did not work. So that's why I was kind of like, right. when she, I'll agree with when her, with, with her and Hamp divorced and split, I was all about her being power hungry and being like this. I could not see her with Alan Michael because they both right. were too much alike in that sense. So I definitely was not going to put them together for that. But I could have seen her with, I could have seen her I, with like, Maybe like a Fletcher type of deal, but 
Okay. Um, I could have seen, seen it with Nick, too. I could have saw, saw her, to be honest, yeah, I, yeah, I agree with the Alan Michael thing, but half of me, and, and this, seriously, this is um, true confessions on Buzzword Radio here, true confessions. 5% of me was hoping maybe Roger and her would hook up. Ooh, girl. <laughs> I was young. If you look, I if, you look of... if you look, if you looked at the, the older episodes, you, you could probably see where she's coming from from that. Um, mm-hmm. Because because you, oh, you kind know, of would have expected it, but it was still it was still weird to see Holly and Roger together, even though right. All those years of angst and everything like that. So right. Uh, okay. But and how yeah. to suit him for you know what? But whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that I will say. I will say. I will say. I didn't like it though. Like when they were teaming up together, once mm-hmm. Ron Range joined the show with Alan Spaulding, they were. Oh heck yeah. They mm-hmm. were. I liked yeah. them. I liked them together, in spite of the fact I knew he raped her and all this stuff and how exactly well, but everything they made was. It work. I still they made it work. Maureen mm-hmm. Garrett and, and Mr. Zaslow, Michael Zaslow, yeah. he they made it work. I I just sat there and I was going like I was enamored with their performances from this, and that's why I was like, you know what, y'all selling it, but, I'm drinking um, it. That's it. You know? That's true. Back to Devon, though, um, I I got to say this. Unfortunately, this this storyline has happened before. Remember when he cheated on Roxanne with Tyra? She packed her bags and left. So what happens Mm -hmm. now? Amanda finds him with Abby. She packs her bags and leaves. She packs her bags and leaves. Yeah. How dare, in my tweet, now that I'm, um, got a blue check mark. Now, my tweet just sure went say this all the time, because um, I had said, like, I, I ran him through the coals, and then I said, he bet nothing, nothing about Nate no more. And it's now in an <laughs> That's article fair. because I'm blue That's fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> he can't because he was like, Nate, you're such a bad person. You're so evil, blah, blah, blah. No, he ain't. He ain't nothing like you. I but, oh, God. But I can actually write Devon up, though. But see, see, I can do this. Devon can still say that to Nate because Nate really sold his own family to get ahead. Like, in other words, Chancellor Winters, Winters is still connected to his family. So regarding the relationship status and stuff, yeah, that's one thing. But when it comes down to the family loyalty and business and stuff, yeah, Devon still wins over to Nate. No offense, Nate. Still like no, Nate. he doesn't because Nate punked out and he didn't fully do it. So mm. that doesn't mean anything. Okay. You shouldn't have been okay. thinking about it from the front for the first part. You shouldn't have been thinking about it. Of course he did. This is what happens. Devon needs to apologize be... for ruining that man's medical career. Well, maybe that's not gonna happen. Didn't... That's not gonna yeah. happen. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. I'm still mad about that. I know it's I not. I know you are, honey. The right... and I'm and I'm not. I'm not blaming it on the actors because I know a lot of people get like when they talk about soaps, they get mad at the actors. I'm blaming the writers. Right. The writers right, haven't right, right. had right. that moment where somebody comes into Devon's life and be like, I'm going to drag you for filth. Even when he was being dragged by Amanda, she gave that perfect line about that shirt to Abby. He's like, don't do oh, that. My- Oh yeah! Yoke yeah. him up right there. I would. I wanted to reach through the TV and yoke him. Oh my god! 
No, when she slammed the door, you know. No, you know when Amanda slammed that door, you knew exactly like the way she stood, and the way she like shut that door. I was like, see, this is where we get all the glass and china and stuff and roll out, because you know she's gonna be throwing some stuff at him. And Devon, you deserve this. Like, but you know how I love you. Is this the way you show it? I'm like. That line, I'm like, though, the, the body said, like, I love show. you. If this is your definition <laughs> if, of love, if, I don't want if it. this is the I'm way like, you love me, I'm like, bro, bro, like, tell that. Like, it's come her on. Line. And Devon standing side. there looking so simple, and I'm sitting here going, like, bro, you just mm-hmm. wasted, you just but wasted this beautiful, it, no, bro, you're, you're making excuses. Stop talking. Mm-hmm. Stop talking. Stop mm. talking. Love, we got another, they just gave her we got another, we got another forever in a day cast member joining us right now. Darrell is with us. Hi. Hi. I'm so hey. I have to stop by and tell Darrell how much I love him and happy anniversary. Oh, thank you. I saw I saw you were hopping on. I was like, oh, I gotta take him. Go. Yeah, I, I, I love. I was listening to y'all's spirited uh, discussion about um, kind of the shows and everything, especially uh, Young and the Restless. I, I listen. I see mm. both where Candace and Amy. I see where both of you are coming from. I think that sometimes. Um, I think when it comes to writing, sometimes I think that sometimes you don't want to give, you don't want your actors to be told off. I think about Carly a lot, you know, I, uh, on GH, and I see how a lot of times people are like, oh, we hate Carly. And, you know, people have to be so careful. I love that you said that, Emmy, about, like, not blaming the, the actors. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like mm-hmm. the, the Carly hate borders the line of Laura Wright hate, which is wrong. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think that like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you, you go on a campaign to go on a campaign, which I saw some people do, and say, like, tell me one good scene that Laura Wright has had with Carla. It's like, I can tell you millions. What are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. you can dislike the character all you want, but, like, Laura Wright is mm-hmm. a genius. And I think mm-hmm. that to, right. to try to rope those together is, is really wrong. And, you know, I think about that character a lot and, and how people on Twitter will say things. And they're like, we just want one character to tell her off one day. And then when it happens, <laughs> it's not enough. They're like, actually – I didn't want right. it to be this way. I wanted to be the same thing, you know, you know, with, with Liz storyline with her dad. You know, I'm like, I, I get it. I get the frustration with Finn, but I'm like, let's be patient because I feel like a lot of characters are telling Finn what the audience has been saying here lately. So something mm-hmm. else might be coming. We don't know. I don't know. Well, I came to this conclusion because Sarah Brown once did an interview a long time ago where she said she was physically attacked on the street because she was playing Carly, yeah. and someone said, stay away from Tony. And that, st- that stuck with me ever since. And oh, I yeah, actually sure it would. Now that I'm, you know. Nothing can stop. Roger Howard. Oh, gosh. Yeah. We can even go, we can, yeah. yeah, we can even go that far with Roger <laughs> Howard, where people literally walk up oh, yeah. to him and say, rape me, Todd, rape me. Like, who in the, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry. Wait, Yemi, you never heard that story? You never heard that story before? I'm glad I didn't. Oh wow. yeah! Never mind. Let me let me yeah. shout out because I'm good with the Lord today. Let me shout. Out. Um, yeah, but that's why oh, he, that's, he that's, didn't do a that's, lot that's, of fan events. That is a well-known. That's sad. That's a well. That's a yeah. well-known yeah. story. Or 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 Eileen Fulton Fulton when like her early days with Lisa on Animal Turns when the fans yeah. laughed. Yeah. Jackie <gasps> Jackie Zeman with Jackie Zeman. What I had. When I had Jackie Zeman on the show, we talked about it. She she didn't she didn't realize I knew about the story and then remembered it. But on her early yeah. days as Bobby Spencer, 
people in the supermarket would throw tomatoes at her because yep. of what she was Absolutely doing to not. Laura, what, she was, what Bobby was doing to Laura at the time when, Bob, when Laura was with uh, Scotty at the time. And she, she literally had women in the supermarket literally throw tomatoes at her saying that I hate you, but I watch you every day. Okay, mm-hmm. so well, two things here. You know, One, because, when because I become Emily, a soap star, you're with the Lord. Do, a, do a GoFundMe for me, please. Right, because you're with the, because you're with the Lord today, and I'm not. Mm-hmm. Let me just say what you were probably going to say. Oh. I know what particular group of women and people were doing this. Um, <laughs> it's not lost on me. We just recently had an election where those same group of women don't care that men are controlling their bodies. So I completely understand who did this. Um, it's you know, I, and, and, I think, and I think actors get tired of it. You know, like people are still, there are some people on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, I hope they hear and see, who still are upset. They're like, we want Roger to be Franco. And I'm like, well, guess what? That character was terrible as well. And that character was <laughs> right. this as well. That character did this as right. well. So, so, like, listen, I get that we want Roger to play something, but then you get your wish. Roger's no longer playing that character. Now he's playing this, you know. And, and by this, I mean Austin and I. I just think that people have to have more grace because there's so much more that goes on behind the scenes at these shows that people don't mm-hmm. know. Like, I'm super sure. excited. Like, whenever my day's episodes start airing in December, like, like to, to congratulations. Me, yes. Thank you. To, thank you. To yes. be on the other side of the table and to be writing, mm-hmm. and there's so much to go into. You know the thing that makes me the angriest, and I won't even ever comment on anyone's Twitter, but I saw it today. When people have an issue with, well, you didn't work with Marcy Miller, and y'all didn't work with this person and this person, there's way oh, more evidence that. than people oh, know. Yeah. And it really, it really, and because I want to, like, still be good with the daytime community and still be working mm-hmm. on these shows, I don't want to say, but you cannot say that they're like, oh, well, they hired Seabird. And listen, I don't really care for Steve either, but that's not the same situation. Like, that's not mm-hmm. what's happening. Like, they were going to do Beyonce on 3, more than likely. Now that Days is on Peacock, they're just going to wrap the story into the main show and just wrap it on out. Like, sure. you can't right. say, oh, well, they didn't do that for Victoria Conifal. They didn't do that for – I'm like, well, Victoria Rob, you know, it might not have got along. I don't know. I'm just saying that there's other aspects to it than people thinking that they know things, and it's so funny when I see some people who say, well, mm-hmm. we got the inside scoop. And honestly, How? there's very few people who have that inside scoop, which is why if mm-hmm. you've been listening to Buzzworthy Radio, Navelle is one of those people who does sometimes have the inside scoop. You know, there are people mm-hmm. like Candace Max who does sometimes. And, you know, when people are saying, like, well, we know this, you actually don't know what you're talking about, and you're kind of just mm-hmm. speculating. And that's, a, that's kind of upsetting. Right. And, you know, I think for you, Navelle, and I, I'm pretty sure I feel the same way, it's like we don't want to comment on that because we don't want to lose the – the friends and the connections and the work and the resource that we have within mm-hmm. the community because it's like, that's exactly, I don't want exactly to say anything. What it is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It, it's exactly what it is. Yeah. But I will, I will and say And also you don't I, want to go back and this. forth with a crazy person. You don't. But Correct. I will say this. I will say this, though. If, if there mm-hmm. is something that I do see where it's a defamation of, a, of, a, of an actor that I know personally, and I'm seeing it, and they're playing mm-hmm. out all of these, all these, di- these, these attributes saying that this person is this, this person, and I will come out mm-hmm. of, of my shell and just be like, well, first of all, I know the person, 
I've met the person, I'm friends with the person, I will be that person and defend them. That's the only time yeah. I ever do it. That's the only time right. I right. ever respond. But when it comes to everything else, I just look at it and I'm going like, yeah, y'all don't know anything. Well, I had to talk about right yeah, now. Like, when people me. say Laura, right, when they're like, Carly's on every day, Laura and this, and I'm like, honestly, from one actor to another, girl, tell me who your agent is. They got you a good deal. That's what that means. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. You know, like, Laura is Laura right. Laura Wright is my girl. She's been my girl since 91, since she started on Loving. I had a show for her yeah, celebrating 30 it. freaking years on this show celebrating this woman. She reached out to me and said, congratulations for celebrating 15 years. We did an interview at the Emmys, and you know who commented on that that really stood out for me? Fido, Fido, Xavier, commented on my interview on YouTube. I could not believe that he did that. I met him for the first time that night. He watched that interview with me and Laura, and he literally said to me flat out in that comment, dude, you kicked ass in this interview. I was like, you kick ass with people that you know who are freaking fucking real. Sorry for dropping the F-bomb. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. It's your show. It's your show. Do what you want. Laura Wright is as Darrell just said, she is probably one of the most dedicated. This woman promotes every story. Ever. Even the story that she's not in. When she was on Guiding Light, she promoted every story that she was in. She even did. if it wasn't her own. Especially when I talked to her about the fact that Cassie and Edmund were together, which I absolutely love. Now, mind you, you know, Edmund did lock her in the tower, but I also I love mean, Cassie and Edmund. I love Cassie and Edmund. She promoted, she promoted that relationship. She promoted Cassie yeah. and Jeffrey. She promoted that. But she will go to Cassie bat for the show that she is on. She will go to bat for the show she's mm-hmm. on. She will go to bat for whatever she's doing. And even if she knows Carly yeah. is a mess, she will admit that Carly is a mess. When Sam slapped her in the yeah. hospital, when Jason got in that car accident, and nobody knew what was going to happen with his memories, she even said on Twitter she deserved the slap that Sam gave her. Yeah. Yeah. That part. Like so, she, 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 she's a very smart individual. So for people to play her like, and Laura, we love you, but to play Laura like she's dumb, like she don't know the characters, like she supports like the, and you know, that's why I love Eden McCoy so much as well. Like Eden, like they support the show and they talk about it so much outside of their own characters. Like it's, it's crazy. You'll, they'll see like, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've seen Laura tweet like how much she loves Sonny and Nina together. Like, you know, she, she does that. And I think that that she speaks loves to the volume of the yeah. genre. Yeah, I just, I can't support anybody. This one lady, well, I don't like Phyllis at all. I don't. But a couple months ago, Phyllis was on, and I made fun of the fact that Phyllis either has a one-shoulder dress or whatever. This woman, literally, a woman literally said, (coughs) that that dress is not making her boobs look good. You do not come for someone's body, ma'am. You can hate that character all you want to. You do not come for someone's body. That is not cool. Yeah. Body shaming is not cool. And I read body her. Body shaming is no, not cool. I read her. You had to. You body, don't have you to have like to cool. I'm sorry. Listen, that I'm has sorry. nothing to do you with not, Michelle. So. Nothing. Nothing. Ooh, don't get but, me started. I'm good with the Lord today. I said that. I said you that. have been very good with the Lord. You were very good with what you just said. You were very good. Thank you. Thank you. 
But it's it true, so though. Much. I mean, we we all we all sit here. Yes, we. One of the things that you better not misconstrue any of us on, which I actually said recently on my Twitter, I said, mm-hmm. I will dog the character until I die. You will not see me dog the mm-hmm. actor playing that character. And don't misconstrue no. Because one of the things people on Twitter love to do, which Spinola Hughes just did last night, tag actors. And she had to tell them, untag <gasps> Yeah, like it's I mean it's so bad and like to see the work that these people do on set every day when people are like oh this actor isn't good you know I mean Nicholas Chavez was the perfect one uh, from GH he talked about it he said when I first started I knew I wasn't that good you know and I, I had to work on it and I, I remember seeing people drag him saying oh we miss Nicholas Petro we miss that and I get all of that I hear that I hear it but at the same time y'all people who are having these same complaints, I want to see you step onto a soap set. I want to see you mm-hmm. walk onto a soap set. Mm-hmm. I want to see you hit all your marks. And you're, listen, I am a trained theater actor and film actor. And, baby, the first time I hit GH, I was like, I don't know where to stand. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, they are a well-oiled machine that has four cameras pointing at you and no rehearsal time. And they say, and action. And you're like, oh, my God, where do I walk to? And then you walk and they're like, cut. And you're like, oh, no, I've messed up. That is that is something that a lot of people on Twitter could never do. So when they're talking about this person can't act, and listen, it doesn't – I always – I know y'all going to come out of a bag on me. I hope not. But I always defend Charity Raymer, and let me explain why. Because – I'm going to mute myself. Listen, folks <laughs> are not for everybody. And, 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 I don't and, know. And honestly – and and right and and TV isn't for everybody. But what I will say is to look at this woman and to see that she is still working, still attending acting classes, still trying to perfect mm-hmm. this craft of her passion. Mm-hmm. I think is wonderful, and I think that what she did 20 plus years ago, whatever it was on Days of Our Lives, that small moment that she was Belle. Thank God we have the goddess that is Martha Madison, and she came in. But to continue, like, listen, sure it can be funny, but, like, performer and actor, I know how it feels when people say, oh, you sucked or this and that. But when it's your passion and you went to school and you worked so freaking hard mm-hmm. on it and you're still working hard on it, I just think it's a little beneath because I want to see some of those people who have opinions. I want to see them act. I want to see them on a camera mm-hmm. instead of behind Twitter with profile pictures that aren't even their Oof. profile pictures and their characters. Of exactly. So let's talk about that. Oof. Oof. So that's, that's my issue. It's a good issue. What I learned we, as a writer. Yeah. What I learned as a writer is sometimes these scenes and like even the Devon thing, nobody calling out yeah. Devon. That's mm-hmm. more, and, and that's because I'm a writer now. Um, yeah. But sometimes that is a choice that the writer makes because something's going to happen later on, and it Absolutely. does keep me engaged because I'm looking for it. And Lauren did come at phyllis and dragged her a little bit but the only thing that i hated was phyllis didn't receive it and then it made me look at the character like oh well i have a friend like that i'd be, I'd be dragging my friend and she don't receive it so it kind of right. made me it made it made phyllis more real to me when that that sure. moment happened but I agree it took me so much to get to that point and i think one thing that i did last year and i'm so happy that i did it i um I tweeted to Jason Thompson. I said, I do not love Billy Abbott. In fact, I hate him, but I love you. And he responded. 
I do think yeah. we're probably engaged, but I'm, don't tell Eric because I don't want well, him to get, like, pissed. Well, just to let you know, Emmy, just to let you know, Eric uh, retweeted us. I did see that, and I, I'm kind of upset because Brandon Beamer might see that, and then, like, there's going to be a fight. Well, you know, it's me, okay. But, it's, you know. You know. I mean, right. that guy, Eric, Brandon, he's really going to go places. If that Eric bought off, I'm Brandon telling you, Beamer mark, mark my words. the only person that I think is like his character. You cannot tell me he is not Sean Douglas. You cannot tell me that. I won't yeah. believe you, Darrell. I won't believe you. Okay. I, okay, I'm yeah. not saying nothing. I'm not believing you. <laughs> no, I mean, I, and when I, we get married, I, um, no. I'm oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I feel that. But I you, mean, listen, but you, he's you know, very fine. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna add I'm gonna add on to your writer point uh, because I thought this mm-hmm. while you were describing this and mm-hmm. I know Candace I always talk about this whole story from all my children okay. with the baby switch story with the baby Bianca thing oh. so oh, wow. yeah so mm-hmm. yeah um, no I do want to say because honestly. As much as, especially at the time, because I know when I initially started the show, I was literally dragging Babe and Crystal for film you are, for you are, years, you are. <laughs> years. But here's the thing. Here's the thing about this. And I actually wrote this recently on a YouTube page um, under a clip that featured Bianca and Crystal on it. I, I said, you know, when I look back on it now, up until 2007 like I do look at mm-hmm. it differently I do look at it to where the writers mm-hmm. did have it to where Babe really was she knew what she did she knew she was in the wrong she knew she effed up she mm-hmm. knew she knew everything and she acknowledged it every time she would see Bianca's face like every time she see Bianca mm-hmm. she felt guilt and mm-hmm. you, didn't, you didn't really want to see that you saw more of the Babe propping but then when you get Bianca in the room Oh yeah. That prop that prophet went away. She literally was like, I'm dirt on the bottom of a shoe. Like that's literally what she was to Beyonce. Like she literally felt she was not worthy of being in front of her. That's literally how it came off. Alexa Haven played that to perfection. Because I always yeah. hated Bates. I never hated Alexa. Yeah. Alexa was my girl. Mm-hmm. So but yeah. here's the thing about the writer's aspect of it. I said Babe literally felt this type of way, but I were we mm-hmm. supposed to feel anything for Crystal or David or anybody else that kept this a secret from Bianca? Because I really didn't feel anything from that. I didn't feel anything from that because mm, they yeah. didn't act like they didn't act like they cared about Bianca's feelings. The only one who did in that whole thing was Babe. Everybody else really wanted something from Bianca. They either wanted her to keep the secret about JR's kid being alive or helping Babe stay out of prison, like, all that stuff. They still took advantage of her. Like, they didn't really... Right. They didn't really... They weren't apologetic. That's what I wanted to say. But... Right, yeah. It wasn't until in 07, when Jenny was kidnapped, this is where it comes full circle, when Crystal's baby mm-hmm. was kidnapped from Adam and Janet from another planet, mm-hmm. and Bianca went to visit her in the hospital room. It wasn't until that point that's when the writing happened to where Crystal realized mm-hmm. she effed up with Bianca's kid because she acknowledged then she was like, you know what I'm going to because I did it to you. And now what goes around comes around. 
and she was like asking for her penance and looking up to Jesus, going like, "Is this what you wanted?" Like, and she was just mm. so apologetic to Bianca in that moment, to where she finally, finally now had that moment that Babe had, but it took her yeah. time. Right. But she finally had that moment, and I was going like, "It took a long time to get here, but we got here it because did. of." this so i'm going like as you said earlier Mm -hmm. it's like we probably aren't Mm going to get that that happening right now there's probably going to be something coming down the road Mm -hmm. that's going to be bigger to where devon's going to get that big that big lashing out somehow it could be from chance it could be from someone else but it's coming it's just like we got to wait for it right even during that whole um grand phoenix conference call thing do you remember he was staring at nate talking to someone and he had a flash of the whole situation. So we know that he does feel guilty about it. He just hasn't expressed it yet. And then mm. for Nate to say later on, he was talking to either Elena or Victoria. I think it was Victoria. He was saying, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've held on to this anger because he ruined my career. I'm like, finally. Like, right. It's there, but another turning point for me not just being a writer, but when David Kreisman was interviewed by Alan Walker, I had a better mm-hmm. sense because I, I dragged that man for filth when he was on Daddy Mike. Child, sure. I dragged him on There were quite a few people that there, did. There I were a lot it. of people that did. I called sure. him soap killer mm-hmm. because I felt like he killed all these soaps. But I go back and look, if he didn't do some, if he didn't write some of the things that he wrote, we wouldn't have Tammy and Jonathan. We wouldn't have all the right. other right. wonderful performances. Right. Jonathan in a, a fountain with Reva. Like, we yeah. wouldn't have all these things. So, yeah, yeah at the time, speaking I was of the fount- like... Speaking of the fountain, I didn't yeah. realize that the clone had a fountain moment either. But until yeah. recently... Mm-hmm. Was, yeah. Oh, Lord. The clone had a fountain moment, y'all. So that, that was, was, that was a big moment. Yeah, I remember that. I was like, oh, she really is trying to be Reva Clone. Like, I was like, we're recreating the style. I was like, woo, okay. But it, 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 and then it, to it, find I out never... years later, that was a um, network decision for them to do. That made me feel good because I dragged them for things too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And to your point, I never really dragged David Kreisman for his time at oh. the show because of what I did endure before he came in uh, with that mm-hmm. whole, I'm, I'm sorry, I dragged that storyline for Phil with Marianne Carruthers. I really did. I mm. dragged that <laughs> all the way from here to next You were year. right, too. I really dragged that story for Phil. I and, have amnesia. I don't remember that storyline. I have amnesia. That's a, you, you, and, did, you as well. So did so did the people in Springfield because you, 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 you oh. really have us now believing that Alan Spaulding, Billy Lewis, and Buzz, and Ed all knew each other before any of them hit town. Yep. Well, yeah. So that's apparently yeah. all happened. And, I, and I'm just, and I'm just saying, yeah. and listen, I don't want to speak ill will of this woman because she has passed, but I could not with that acting. I could not. No, well, no, yeah. I, I, like you, no, like you said, she is, she's gone up to soap heaven, and you know, she is one. Of, but that, I don't know what that was. 
Um, I'm gonna be honest. Wait, which I don't woman? Which one? one. So, um, one that played um, Carrie 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 Ann. Who was she? Yeah, Carrie 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 uh, as a different mm-hmm. character. And then yeah, they brought it back the... and recon everything. That's when God, like, oh, that's mm-hmm. when I was like, God, like, baby, what are you doing? They jumped the shark. They, it they was, did something. It, well. You knew it was, you knew it was bad when, when Peter Simon left the show because Ed Bauer slapped <laughs> Michelle. Yeah. I mean, that, Lord. That's that literally, well. what, that, that, that was, was the choice. moment. That was the moment. Mm-hmm. And I sat there going like, you know, I'm not mad at you. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. Mm-hmm. Because I'll be I'll nope. be dead ass honest. This was not expected. Ed would never slap his daughter right. like that. And no. never. Mm-hmm. And then like literally when he said when he saw the script, he was like, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. I don't blame them. I don't blame him, and it took a long it took a long time for him to come back to that show. They tried to get him to come back. Griezmann mm-hmm. did try to get him to come back when they brought in Sebastian as Roger's long lost son. Yeah, that's so. another choice. That was a, that was another choice. I'm sorry, that was another choice, guy. Like we talked about this, in, well, in my head, we talked about this where that shouldn't have been even a thought. That shouldn't have been a blip. That shouldn't even been. Uh, that shouldn't have happened. Like, well, yeah. I think yeah. they wanted they, Daddy to fill Roger's role. That's what I think. Okay, they really okay, did. and this they is really did. They, they did, did. Mm-hmm. and I, I mean, but what was that? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what was what was that? I I will just say I will just say they I tried. Guess, I guess the actor may agree with you, Candace, because that is nowhere in his acting credits on IMDb at all. Nope, not in his. Oh. Body, y'all, he he does oh. not talk about guy life. He nope. does not like. So, oh. I think it was he was either well, on yeah. VH1. Or somewhere, and somebody asked him about Guy Light, and he said, "What's that?" Oh, the <laughs> He literally said, "What is that?" It's literally not anywhere on his acting credits at all. Because I, the reason I looked wow. at, at the reason I looked at him is because he guest starred on an episode of Law and Order SVU, and yep, he did. What I when I saw him, I was going like, "Is this the guy that plays the passion?" And I was like, "I think mm-hmm. he is." And then when I looked it up. I was going like it ain't there, so I was going like, yeah, well, I guess he ain't yeah. acknowledging that. So I guess, well, I guess we know what he thought about that. He played in Green Mile, and he got his paycheck, so he better, you know what I'm saying? He still got paid for that gig, so he needs to acknowledge yeah. <laughs> that. So okay. I'm just saying, um, I, I that was the first I've ever encountered mm-hmm. one of those, and I, I just said, oh, well, at least I know where you stand about it, so. Nice. Power to you, man. Power to you. So. I don't care how bad the acting is. You put it on your resume, sir. Well, yeah, always, put, always put yourself on your resume and always honestly be proud and learn from where you came from. Mm-hmm. Because I think that exactly. a lot of learn, like, like in everything that you do, especially when you're a performer and, and you know, you're trying to get somewhere. This is why um, I respect, this is exactly why I respect actors who started in soaps that go on to bigger and better things outside mm-hmm. of soaps. And don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking soaps. I'm never knocking soaps. But I'm saying when they're going into bigger bigger things than that, um, where they're starring yeah. movies and everything, and in prime time, they acknowledge where they came from. Julianne Moore. Exactly. Is a big example. 
Jesus yep, won. I thought that was the thing that popped in my head. Julianne yeah. Moore is the definitive one. Always talks about her time on As the World Turns when she was on there for three years. Always talks about how yeah. much she loved playing Franny and Sabrina. She won an Emmy for that role. Yeah. She came yeah. back to the and show went back to last it. year, and she talked about yeah. it on The View. She talked about it on The yeah. View. Yeah. And she, she didn't have her- to come and- and she didn't have to come she back because I remember she was, I think she was filming. She was filming a movie yeah. mm-hmm. and she, and she heard about it and she was like, okay, can I do A, B, C, D, E, F, G so I can be there? Because mm-hmm. at first they didn't, they didn't know she was going to come back. She actually, what, what was it? She called or she asked somebody just the story, they write her yeah. in. Cause, the story yeah. I heard, mm-hmm. the story I heard was that, yes, they, they reached out to her, like she reached out and they were, try, they were trying to make it work, which they eventually did. But the thing was, at the time, I can't remember who it was who was writing it at the time, or who was the, who was the executive producer at the time. I think no, it Chris was Goutman, Chris Goutman. Chris Goutman, mm-hmm. Chris Goutman, what he wanted to do, he wanted her to come back as both Franny and Sabrina. And she was like, yeah, mm. let's not. So... You either get me in the you don't get me at, at, at all. So they weren't going to lose her. So they said, all right, we got you as Franny. And she came back as Franny. But they really wanted to make her work. And I was like, absolutely not. So, yeah. I mean, so, you know, Sarah Michelle Geller is someone else that comes to mind. Um, you know, mm-hmm. her and also the the late departed Anne Hayes, both of them talked about their time in daytime so elegantly mm-hmm. and, and they love it. And, you know, Sarah Hayes. came back as well. You know, she came back and yeah. Sarah, you know, was, she played the little kind of like Buffy Kendall mix that she did on the finale and all my children. And like, you know, I think that it's great that people are able to come back and, and, and to give love to their show. Um, Josh Demel did I think, it. I think Josh Demel did it. Ah, yeah. Josh yeah, Samel did it. He, he came back. He did that episode. Um, I love how there were rumors at the time where Josh was going to end the show, like end it, like they were going to bring him back alive, and it was going to take it to the last episode. And I was going, how's yeah. that going to work? But, but you know, yeah. but it, he, he, he came back, and I love that he was able to come back and pay homage for Leo and Greenlee that came with, it gave us closure for those two because I was a huge Leo mm-hmm. and Greenlee fan. I really Absolutely. was. Love. And then, um, gosh, and I keep butchering her name and I apologize for that, but she was my girl too, um, who played Jillian. Oh, and she came back and I was just, that was when I had Cameron Matheson on the show the first time. We talked about yep. her coming back and, and reprising that role. I love Jillian. I was so mad that they killed her off. But her coming back and paying homage, you know, Katie McLean getting back, getting her back to reprise the role of Dixie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, everybody has their feelings about Dixie mixed. But I yeah. I like, I did like Dixie minus, minus the, the Greg Madden fiasco. But Oh God! The pancake. The pan. The pancakes. Man. Ooh, you the gotta pancakes. pay for that. <laughs> the pancake. I, I did. I did. But, you notice I did a little stupid because I I kind of said Mandy Bruno. I was like, we don't talk about Mandy Bruno. Uh, See, I, I, no, I, I, yeah, oh, we yeah, can't yeah. talk about Mandy. You we can't me, talk about Mandy. You but, leave Marina Cooper out there, girl. <laughs> hey. Love <laughs> Marina Cooper. I love it. Well, listen, Navelle, I'll let you guys know. I want to just 
jump on and tell you I loved you guys, and I will definitely keep listening and speak to y'all next time. Thank you. Appreciate it so much. All right, guys. I love you all. Bye-bye. One thing I wanted to mention was there are actors that start off green, and we just wait for them to flourish like Shamar Moore. Do you remember how awful yeah. he was when he first started? He was. Yeah, he, talk, he talked I about remember. it. He's always talked about it. He, he was so it. green. And look at that man now. Won an Emmy, and he's, act, he's headlining a TV show for how many years? Like, you need to give people time. You need to give them and time. Talk about it. I, I love the fact that he's always mm-hmm. gone in interviews, especially when he recently yep. was on the when he was on the talk after mm-hmm. after Kristoff had passed away, and they talked about his mm-hmm. first scene with him, and he talked about how green he was. He talked about this, mm-hmm. you know. He talked about when he did the audition, and Kristoff really went to the mm-hmm. producers and said, "Hire this guy. I will work with him. I will." I'll work with him and with everything like that. I want him to play. Mm-hmm. And they hired him because of Christoph's word. And look at him now, mm-hmm. as you just said. Look at him now. Yep. People just you do. do have to, and, and you, you know do what's have funny? To time. It's, like Darrell said, it's always the people behind the screen that have not taken an acting class, have not been on a sound right. stage, have not remembered 70 pages. You're talking about seven to eighty pages a day. It's not. It's seven to eighty pages a day. Having having other things going on, critiquing acting. I'm sorry. Where's your degree in acting? Okay, thanks. Sit down. It's it's always every time I talk about it, I always mention it's a tough gig. It's so difficult, Mm -hmm. and these actors do it Mm -hmm. every single day. If you can sit there yep. and you can, if you go in there, you can do this every single day, learning 70 pages of dialogue in a day, blocking, mm-hmm. getting the blocking already down, knowing your lines already after you have your scenes blocked, ready to go, because you have no mm-hmm. rehearsal time anymore. It's not in the 90s where yep. we had a bigger budget. We're now going in there and just going right into it. If you can do that, then let's talk. But if you can't do that, no. Just, okay just, take a step, just take a step back. Like, Everybody was right. so quick, as everybody talked about with Nick Nicholas Chavez. Everybody was so quick to be mm-hmm. like dragging him under the bus when he first started. And I'm sitting here going, mm-hmm. I was actually one of them. Jo- Jonathan can even attest to this because him and I were both tweeting at the same time about it. I literally <laughs> said, "You're not even going to give the guy a chance." Like he just started. Correct. Mm-hmm. It was he just where started. He knew he was going to get better. You just got to give him time to to grow in the role. But people. Especially so fans can you know, to like they latch on to especially these children actors and want them all to become the next mm-hmm. Robin. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's great to happen. But other times for the story we gotta let things play out. And yes, that means we gotta give these actors a little bit of time to find their ground. But when they do, now those same people that were calling for him to lose his job and be recast are over here shipping him and saying he deserves right. the next Emmy. So Mm-hmm. Look, they did the same thing well, to that poor girl. They did the same thing to the girl who took over for Trina after Sydney left. Yeah, it was the same mm-hmm. thing. And I'm just sitting, yep. and I'm just sitting there going like, okay, so now you're not even going to give her a chance. Yep. So, right. what, what are we doing? What are we doing here, y'all? Like, what are we doing here? You're, you, I have to John, tell on myself did, a little. 
you you did hit the point, John Jonathan, that everybody does get attached mm-hmm. to to certain actors who have been in the role, especially the younger yeah. actors. And then when they do surat the characters, they don't want them. And then all of a sudden, once they find them, something, then all of a sudden they're singing their praises. And I was going, oh, really? Yeah. Because five minutes ago you were not. I um. You were quick was, for their firing. Gonna... You were quick for their firing, and now all of a sudden you are like ready to real fast. You are ready to kiss the ground they walk on, and I'm going mm-hmm, okay. And, I, and, not, and, not for, and not for nothing, actors do remember that. They do. Yeah, they, do. they talk about it when they and hired Carson. I was like, he is so pretty, but this boy is not. I will say that I said it all over Twitter. I was like, he's got a fabulous butt. But he can't act. And then the devil story happened, and I was like, oh, my goodness gracious, this boy can act. I had to eat my words. He acted the hell out of that story. He loved playing that the story. Hell. He, he, we, he did. So fast. He, he loved playing that story. You know, fans always mm-hmm. ask him what's his favorite story. They asked him that at the, uh, the day players uh, event that I went to, mm-hmm. and he literally said that the devil story was his favorite thing to play. Um, Fantastic. He, he loved every aspect of playing that story. I mean, obviously they asked him like, "What's it like being related to Marlena Evans and all that stuff like that?" But mm-hmm. he, but they did. They asked him what What is it like being Marlena Evans' grandson? But when they got to what was mm-hmm. his favorite story, it was the Devil story. He liked his incarnation of it and what he had to play from it mm-hmm. and what he did with it. Yep. Uh, and he talked about when Deidre Hall was playing the devil as well, but like he was going through all the groundwork with it, but he loved every aspect mm-hmm. of that story. So um, it's it's interesting. And of course these fans, I love how these fans like to be petty because then they always mm-hmm. they love asking these petty questions when they ask Brandon Barash, which character did you like better? Stefan or okay. Jake? All right. And I'm sitting Let here going like, right y'all, y'all, really, <laughs> y'all really about to do this? No, listen, y'all really about to listen. do this? I'm guilty of that because for some weird reason, Jake turned me off. Stefan can get it. Can get it, honey. Twice, <laughs> once on Sunday. I'm, I don't know what it is. I don't know what he does as Stefan. I don't know if he prepares different, but holy Moses, I get that one. It's his I body stance. It's his body stance. Everything, the way he talks, the way he looks at act, other actors, the way he, everything is just so, like, like God, now wonder Gabby was going crazy for you. Shoot. So, so let's let's um, let's go on the other section for another character that yes. has, you know, enough like an actor has decided to come on after he played a different character, Rob Scott Wilson. Then mm-hmm. let's not, let's not, Alex. let's not. Let's, okay, you want me? I'll do it. I'll do it. Cause I I get the Let most. I get. See, okay, because I I've been very vocal about this. So let me just say it. Why? Okay. Say it and then tell, tell me why are you okay. vocal. Okay. So let me, I'll, I'll do the vocal first. I'll do the vocal okay. first. Um, but because I'm going to group all, actually I can group all of this in together. I okay. know, let's see, I know Robert Scout Wilson since he was on The Price is Right. Of course, all my yes. children. Yes. To all nail, my children, right? Yes. Okay. 
The character oh, of Zed... Before you go on, before you go on, I just want to make sure everybody knows we only have 30 seconds left before we go into the recording of this, so you won't get to hear the live part of it, but you can listen to the rest of it afterwards. Ooh, okay. I want to thank everybody Ooh. that stopped onto the show tonight. You guys have been amazing. I love you guys. Thank you so much for celebrating my 15th anniversary with me. But we're going to continue this conversation. You can catch the rest of it on demand Woo-hoo. afterwards, on Amazon Music, on mm-hmm. iHeartRadio, as well as here on Blog Talk Radio. So, Peace out, you guys, but we're going to keep on talking. So let's continue this conversation. Okay, so Robert Scout Wilson is really nice to look at. He really Mm -hmm. is. He's nice to look at. Mm -hmm. Um, He can play dark and brooding very well. With the character, Ben, I get get it because it's a soap trait. Bad boy meets good girl, changes, Mm -hmm. fights with his Mm -hmm. inner demon, Get the happy ever mm-hmm. after complex. At the same time, right. as a right from a writing standpoint, you start to run out of ideas, and I feel as though they kind of trapped. And this is my opinion: they trapped Ben because right. I kept saying they did trap Ben. Though he, they did. Yeah, mm-hmm. when when Sierra when Sierra was gone. Now we all watch soaps. When one half is mm-hmm. allegedly dead, that's when it's right. the job's writer. To kind of, you know, flush the character out. Have him go right. and, and, and be friends with other people. Have him, let's right. find out he's a demur. I wanted that, mm-hmm. by the way. Well, no, I mean, we, we had to get some kind of backstory. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like a backstory right. to make him equal. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, okay. you know, the character then was very isolated. And then to have right. him and Will be friends, um, um, when? They really just, I don't know, like, if they really had, a, you know, I always say that you're supposed to have a plan for these characters with right. their partner or without, because we didn't know what was going on with Victoria. Mm-hmm. Now, right. flip side, with Alex, I love Alex. Mm. I like mm. Alex because He's engaging with other people. I'm seeing Robert have, you know, he's with Wally Kurtz. He's with John Anderson again. He's, you know, with Zach. He's, like, they're moving him around in a way they didn't do that with Ben. Enough for nothing. Homeboy got a job. Um, <laughs> which I always joke about. I just think he brings, you can tell that Robert is kind of, he's loose. He's loose in this role versus Ben. Ben was right, you know. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback off of that because um, I do agree when I've watched it and seen him playing Alex now, there's a difference. I mean, I know he's talked about it in interviews about how he is trying to portray Alex differently than when he played Ben. Right. But, mm-hmm. but, you're, also, but you're also seeing with what he's doing – He's having so much fun with this role. Like he, exactly. I, think, I feel like he's trying to. I think he's putting more Rob into Alex, Alex. Than, he, mm-hmm. than he ever yes. did with Ben. So I feel like that's more mm-hmm. Rob's personality shining through into the mm-hmm. Alex character. So and that's why I feel like he's having the most fun with it. He's. I feel like some of the scenes may not be all scripted. Oh, there mm-hmm. might be some talent in there. In there somewhere, but and no, you, and I'll you, give said, you can tell 
Yeah. Yeah, he's ad lib. He's ad libbing because okay, when the Chanel Alley after they had their threesome, the scene when when Alex was getting ready to go and and Chanel and them was like bye. I was like, okay, I guess that like either that was ad lib. That whole bye had to be an ad lib, and I and I I tweeted that. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, Raven, Lindsay, and and Rob, confirm this for me. Was the bye, and I literally was like, the way it was felt, I said, was that a part of the original script or not? Because it's just, and see, you can definitely, and like you said, you can tell he's having fun. It's not that he didn't enjoy playing Ben, but Ben was very, like, he, he became stagnant. He became stagnant. He became stagnant yeah. because, and not for nothing, okay. he became stagnant because everybody just wanted him to be in that relationship with with Sierra, they didn't see him Sierra. any place outside of I, that relationship. That's all they wanted and, him to be and in. That was crazy That's all they me. wanted him to do. And mm-hmm. it, it was just like they couldn't expect him to do anything else. So when Victoria didn't want to stay on long term, I got Ron's point. Like, why are we gonna why are we gonna invest in this character where we know that these fans are not gonna want to invest in this character if Sierra is right. here? And I felt bad. And I felt, and here's the thing. I, like, let me clarify this. I did enjoy Ben and Sierra. My problem is, again, I've watched, just like everybody else on the phone line, and you guys said, you know, we've watched soaps for so long that we know the steps. Again, bad boy meets good girl who's trying to have, who's trying to be a little bit wild. Okay, Sierra is the daughter of Bowen Hope. She's a legacy character, mm-hmm. point blank, period. But then... You you missed some steps because, again, I go back to when she was gone and they were trying to do Claire, and then mm. I kept saying that yeah, that no. was a huge. I mean, here's the thing: I was all for it because they saw lives at that time needed a second second coming of Sammy and and Carrie. <laughs> So to me, I was like Sierra and Claire, perfect, because Claire was jealous of Sierra. Let's let's be real for a second. So to have Ben kind of be in the middle, like Claire and Ben, literally had an emotional friendship. They, if you remember how it all started when they were all living, when Dave was trying to do Friends Junior, when everybody was living in an apartment studio, Claire oops, and Ben. Oops. <laughs> Claire and Ben did have some You banners. tried it. You tried it. <laughs> you tried I'll be there for days of our lives. Okay. Um, <laughs> the thing is, though, but they had they had chemistry. The characters had chemistry, and you will me. I I questioned. I said, is Dave ever going to put those two together? Because that would be a real interesting, you know, situation. Like have you know, Sierra and Theo, Claire and Ben, Ben, you know, wanting to, you know, that, that whole dynamic. The way they went about it, because I, I, I heard what Rob said. He said he did not want to say anything about the kiss with Claire because he knew it was going to upset the fans. And at this point, as a writer, as a fan, I was like, no offense to the fans, love you guys. But this is what is so popular. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like sometimes you do have to shake the feathers up a little bit. 
but that causes more drama for when the return happens. We've seen it with Jarlena, with John and Marlena. Marlena was gone. Mm-hmm. John stuck, stuck around trying to figure out if he was Roman or not. He was with Isabella, with Diana, with, you know, Kristen. I mean, mm-hmm. you had Bo. Bo, while Hope was in Falcon Crest, Bo was with Billy, Carly, you know. So, so we've seen where the characters would evolve, have mm-hmm. the drama, and then come back to Oh, love, you know, the greatest love is Beth. Uh-oh, what's going to happen next? Because Ben is getting married to Claire. Sierra pops in. I'm pregnant with your baby. So we all- and listen, and listen, back in the day when they would do those types of things with those relationships, they would go years. I mean, if you want to talk about Jarlena, right. I mean, John and Kristen were together for how many years before Marlena got back with them? I mean, it took a long I mean, ass time. It I took mean, about three there? years. Can, can we go there this with one of why it's gross go ahead. to me that that Kristen is obsessed with Brady. That's why it's gross. Mm. Well, she That's, wants. Mm, I, I, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, mm, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I mean, that was your I mean, child at one point, but I mean, yeah. you did hold him at at a five I mean, year old birthday party. I mean, okay. let's 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 play this part. Is that gross or is Ridge and Bridget gross? Black I mean, God, that was over. Oof. I mean, well, so like, like Casey has said, Sammy held EJ as a baby. That's gross too. I'm sorry. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, do you guys remember when baby was, was watching was already, uh, Little Sierra? It was, it was already gross when mm-hmm. EJ raped her. It was already gross when EJ raped her. I mean, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, let, we I don't think, we don't talk about we don't talk about that though. I no, do. we never do. We never talk <laughs> about that though. Why? Never. I don't understand why. I, 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 bring I it feel up all like the every time. time it gets no, I feel like every time it gets brought up, it's like somebody whoever is listening or whoever sees the tweet, they always shoot it down and they never want to talk about it. I'm just like, oh, I got happened, y'all. I brought it up. Mm-hmm. It happened, yeah. y'all. Deny all you want to. It happened. It was just, I mean, listen, we, we made excuses for that. We made excuses for Luke and Laura. We, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, we did. And then yeah, they tried to did. do that mess. They tried to do that mess with Marty and Todd. Oh, no, no, no. They were Woo! the only. No. When Marty and Todd. Tried, when they tried to do that with Marty and Todd, mm-hmm. which they eventually wound up doing. Years later, yeah. when they when they initially yeah. tried to make it I happen, still remember, I still I still mm. remember that promo. I remember that promo when they was like, "And the moment you did not see coming." Well, like to live ABC daytime, and it was like, I know I didn't just see that. I know mm-hmm. I did not see Marty kiss talk. I know I did not see that, and Man. I was like, "This is I why was I like, had okay." So- much respect for Susan and Roger at the time, initially in yeah. 95, because when they were pitching that story, they both were like, the fuck is mm. this? And right. Because they literally were going, there is no way that you are putting us as a couple. Mm-hmm. This is, that, that's not happening. Which led to Roger leaving the show. Yeah. 
little bit of time before he came back a year later. But that was the catalyst for him walking. But I they were trying to do Holly and Roger. They were trying to do Luke and Laura. It did not work. It was bleh. you. You can't take something that worked in the past and try to do it in the present and think it's going to work. And so much has changed since then. So much. I think the only. I think the only. I think the only one of that trope that kind of stuck to where not to put them back as a couple or anything like that was Jake and Marley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. That was... I did like the fact that they went... I did like the Jake redemption aspect of it, which was great. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And they kind of kept that relationship to where it wasn't easy for Marley to be in the same room with him after that even though Jake really tried mm-hmm. to make amends with her. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is that how are you, just because Marley wound up having plastic surgery to make herself look like Marley from years ago. Uh-oh. Here we go. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Marley all of a sudden wants Jake? Right. How did that happen? What, I blocked what it out. Um, I tried, y'all, it, but... Yeah. Well, listen, when she, when she, I was like, listen, I don't know what was going on, whoever was writing that hot-ass mess, but I was so glad that she did her time in the crazy place with Kimberlyn Brown, and then she came out of it, and then she wanted herself some chocolate. I was like, listen, thank oh. God, I'm, I'm all right I with mean, it. I mean... I mean, I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. You ain't. You ain't. She had to. She had to learn about that life, and I was like, you know what? I'm so glad he taught it to you. It, it's so. crazy how much stuff has changed, and and like, I'm just gonna say because it's the anniversary, you know, it's the anniversary, 15 years, but longer than that now. Like, because you couldn't get away with half of the stuff. No. No. No, no, not at all. Rightfully so, though. <laughs> that's creepy. Like the student-teacher student relationship. Think about how hot mm-hmm. and seductive those were, and now it's like, ew. I mean, General you know Hospital was going to do it. You, if you remember, what was it, Dustin? Mm-hmm. It was Dustin, right? Dustin yep. and, mm-hmm. and Josh, right? Yeah, right Josh. before COVID. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they and they they was like, oh, COVID happened. Like, no, we ain't gonna do this. Thank God. <laughs> well, I mean, also the time because of was you I know, not supposed to hear that picture and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Mary Mary Kay Letourneau, it was it was hip to do those stories back then because that was a relevant topic in the news, and so they're doing it on. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. it's creepy. So. Now it's all of a sudden taboo that we don't want to talk about it. And I'm just sitting here going, mm-hmm. oh, now we don't want to talk about it. But back in the day, it was oh. everywhere. It was plastered everywhere. And right. we just, we went about our business. And it was like, okay, cool. Now all of a sudden it's like, yeah, we can't talk about this. You can't do this because we're going to offend somebody. We're going to stop, stop, stop. My we had all the family. We had the Jeffersons. Is... We had all those Norman Lear shows that pushed the envelope. Mm-hmm. Right. You need to tell me now. It's 2022. Well, 
we can't, got, we like, can't the, even do yeah. this. Like, Married with Children, well, I yeah. always tweet yeah. about how I was, like, on this kick watching it. And mind you, if you watch Married with Children, you see how many soap stars popped onto that show. But yeah. just throwing it out there. But it's just, even then, if you're looking at that show now, that wouldn't make it on the air today because everything in that mm-hmm. show, they talk, it's relevant today, but they don't want to talk about it. They're just they're right. like, oh, no, yeah. we, can't, well, we can't, we, well, it's offensive, we, we can't do this. I mean, really, we're down to four soaps, right? So, and, and nobody can use this excuse, oh, they just started out, da 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 No, these okay. soaps have been around 30-plus years on up. I'm having a big problem right now. Now, granted, Young and the Restless, I give kudos to because of the whole suicide storyline. I do. But on the flip okay. side, I know, what, I know what the agenda is for that, Okay. But I'm looking at General Hospital, and I'm having a real issue with General Hospital. I'm sure everybody else is. Thank you. But it's this whole Willow storyline. She's a young woman. Fuller, but then again, y'all probably saw the promo. She's in stage four, and she's having a baby. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's been done. Mm-hmm. And you're not doing what I – Okay. This is a real topic that's going on right now in our in our world, okay? Mm-hmm. Where a woman uh-huh. has to choose between her baby, unborn baby, and her health. Right. And how I'm her choice is going to affect other people, mm-hmm. like Michael, like da-da-da, da-da-da, da-da-da. I didn't get to the whole what Carly knows part. I'm just saying with Willow. General Hospital is that show. Correct me if I'm wrong, folks. BJ storyline, the heart transplant. Okay. Elizabeth's rape. Elizabeth's rape. Tom mm-hmm. and Simone's relationship, which ended with her being beat up because of a, it was interracial. You then had a storyline with Robin and Stone. And mm-hmm. years ago, you had the character of Lulu having an abortion. Mm-hmm. Why can't young I'm not young and restless General Hospital tell the correct story? You know. have the pieces there, and you can't say mm-hmm. that this wasn't done. Even though the last time I remember was even though she was like in her mid fifties, but still she was having a baby and she was dealing with leukemia was Reva or Gone Light. Yep, and I just That's remember. Exactly that whole storyline of Jeffrey trying to talk to Reva, then they're going to Shane, going to Josh, who wasn't even really, I mean, you know, like you really had an umbrella storyline where this woman made a decision and she was going to live with it. Why is it that on General Hospital, they can't tell this story? You can still make it Sophie, obviously, but I just miss I, I guess for me, I'm missing that. I'm missing you're missing, where, the ele- you're missing the elements to the story that's making right. the story. Right. Yeah. I just feel as though, and that's why, okay, since Emmy was talking about her, her blue her blue mark, or Forever in a Day, the award-winning Forever in a Day, we make sure yeah. to tell these sto- certain beats. But it's mm-hmm. like... Sure. J- like General Hospital is about to <laughs> is about to turn sixty, 
And I just, I'm like, that could be your big umbrella storyline mm-hmm. where it goes down to Carly having to reveal the truth and getting the backlash that she truly will deserve, how new is going to feel. I'm going to add to that, and John, you and yeah. I think you're going to add to this too, what I'm going to bring up, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean, this could really be how Michael is going to feel, how, you know, it's going to trickle down. I just don't understand why General mm-hmm. Hospital can't play this beat. And I know it's a pacing. I can't even say a pacing problem anymore. I can't even... I can't use that anymore because when I'm watching General Hospital, I'm just like, do we need to go to Writers 101 class? Mm. Yeah. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, I love the show. You have to come for their whole I, life. I, I, I mean, I mean see, this is the thing. I, when you're a fan of a show. It. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand it. Um, I will say, like, what I was going to say, too, is like that that whole thing where the beef and everything comes on, you know, one of the things that John and I have, we've really hit on recently is uh, UK soap operas. Now, mind you. Oh, yeah. I, I know I know that I've kind of been akin to those prior to Twitter. I've been, I've been, I've been like part of the UK stuff since the worst days. Woo-hoo! Yeah, but even since then, because I even watched Neighbors even back then. I was able to watch Neighbors. Mm-hmm. I was able to watch Hollyoaks. Like, I was able to see, you know, when when Claire Devine literally was starting out. So I went oh, all the way Claire. back there, all the way back then. So, <laughs> you know, it's always interesting seeing more people seeing the U.K. soap. And I'm sitting there going, like, I wish you were here back in 2006. And I would have talked about it with you then, but um, but the 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 piece in particular in in reference to Candace's story about what with the beats and everything is like to play in that type of a story. We just hit the the news that one of the characters from the UK soap I completely forgot her name. It just escaped me. They're starting Lola. her cancer storyline. Lola. Lola. So yeah, yeah. Lola. I watched that show. Yeah. Mhm. I and you know they're they're literally going to play all the beats of house, mm-hmm. not just going to affect her, but her family, but, her friends, and everything like that. And there, it's we have no definitive date of when she's leaving the show, so they know exactly. you know it's going to be for months. Yeah. It's, yep. it's going to be for mm-hmm. months going into next year, so you know they're well, going to play yeah. every angle that they can possibly can with the story, and that's what. But. I like seeing They also researched it properly. They, they also did. talked they to did. foundations yeah, and survivors mm-hmm. and victims' families, they and they constantly do the proper research element. Meanwhile, it feels hmm. like U.S. daytime. If they do do research, that's when we get the big PSA moments, not an actual story. We get, you know, hey, we Ooh. talked to this foundation, so let's do a go red ball today in their honor or some dumb stuff. It's not like something that actually is impactful. Whereas UK, they spend time with whatever they organization they're telling for whatever story me. they're telling. And you get mm-hmm, and you get the big A, then you play all of the beats. I'm not going to say UK sets are perfect. They definitely right, have their right. own issues. 
and their right. own problems. That's just it is what right. it is. But man, you know what? I don't feel like I'm wasting my time watching a UK film. I feel like and the I UK can't soap how, for other things. I, I with how UK they, soaps, as you they said, they're not like, perfect, but it's just right. a matter of when they how, do those types of stories, they really will go all out to do um their research with it like they will if they ever have any type of these topical stories that come out they will research it the one with esther when they did esther's bullying storyline they 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 did all that research with that Mm -hmm. and i think that was that was even the first one that when john and i really connected on the uk soap side i think it was that story because I just remember how they did all of this stuff with the web specials uh, that Halia did with the Esther storyline where they were interviewing uh, the actors that were a part of the storyline and what they felt about bully and bullying. And then they talked, you know, they did like all this other stuff with people who were bullied. Like they went full throttle with that stuff. Like they go full throttle with these types of stories. And that's the, that's one of the main things as to why whenever I hear anything comes out, I always get invested in it because I really want to see those beats play, because then they're going about the family aspect of it. How is this affecting them? It's not just, mm-hmm. it's not just, it's not just yeah. Lola that's going to be affected. It's going to be everyone that's connected to Lola somehow that's going to be affected. What are they going and through, too? If it's so, a, if, and if it's a good story, then it's something where what's happening now will still be affecting story two years from now, three years from now. Right. Like, there's still ripple effects yeah. from... You know, their 25th anniversary back, you know, 10 years ago. There, there's still these ripple effects of the 30th, five years ago. There's still, like, elements that are played into it heavily if you've been watching. And they, they kind of acknowledge your time. Whereas with our daytime right now, I feel like if you, it kind of acknowledges the last, like, year. And that's it. Oh, you can tell during it's the just, pandemic. I mean, when, when, let's be honest. When the pandemic hit, Okay, yeah, Days of Our Lives was the the only new soap, which they could right. promote it better, but that's another story for another day. But with General Hospital, see, it goes back to General Hospital. You could have did like Young and the Russells and Bold did. You could have showed classic General Hospital moments from each decade or dedicated a week to it. The fact that you could even go past 2005 or 2006 or 2000 like no right. I take that back because they did Sam and Jason they did that week and that was 2006 because so I was like oh my god but during that time frame they didn't even go past none of Frank's years if you remember they didn't go you know past that or when they have encore presentations of General Hospital the encore presentation is from three weeks ago <laughs> like then I just like am I lying right. because and I just feel so the no, fact that Young and Rock and Bold I think beat. the vote I think the the only time they really were probably past the two thousands if they went further back was when they did those best of compilations when mm-hmm. they did the best of Sonny and Carly like oh my god I saw an episode from nineteen ninety nine in here so like. But right. but but at the same time though, see here's the thing. Like all right, when they came up with all these weeks for General Hospital, I kept saying, same as alumni from General Hospital. You could have shown the John Stamos, a Mark Hamilton, because some people don't even know Mark mm-hmm. Hamilton was on General Hospital. You see what I'm saying? 
You could have had Debbie Moore. Yep. You could have had, you know, such and such. Then you could have had the teens. You could have showed a classic, mm-hmm. you know, Laura and Scotty and, um, oh, shoot, Cla- uh, Claudia and Brian. You could have gave me, of course, Robin Stone and all of them, Elizabeth Lucky yep. and them, Lulu Georgie and them, and uh, Christina and, and that side. You could have did that. Then, of course, the best of the Quartermains, the best of the Cassidons, the best of the Spencers. You could have, like, unforgettable romance. You could have showed Alan and Lucy. But you constantly was doing Sonny, 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 Carly, Carly, Jason. If you wanted to do that, you should have had Carly Palooza week. You should have showed the mm-hmm. best, like a best of Sarah Brown, Tam, even though nobody likes to talk about it, but guess what? I'm giving Jennifer her props. Jennifer and Allure. And then that Friday, show the Carly Palooza. Right. It wasn't that hard. Bad boys, bad no. boys at GH. I don't know. Yeah. But I just I don't. Do. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say real quick, just piggyback. I, when when we was just talking about Hollyoaks and everything, one of the stories that just popped into my mind was Maxine and Patrick. Do you guys remember them? Yeah. Or the abusive storyline? The abuse storyline, yep. Yeah. That still is a trigger for me. Like at the wedding reception when everybody saw her bruises. And I think to Young and the Restless, obviously with the JT Victoria storyline. Hmm. I'm 50 50 on that because I, I kept don't. saying. Ugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, they never talk about it. The JT they Victoria storyline would have been it. great had they. It goes back to our entire part of this part of the conversation. They didn't play the beats. Right. At all. No pun intended. They didn't play the middle. I mean, honestly, had they done JT Victoria like we just watched Gray and Chantel on Easter and seen all of that, that would have been a story. But instead, what we got was a beginning and an end, and then it became this plot-driven, big little line crap. But Jonathan, the story is supposed to be. But but can we be honest? The story was going to be was was over with when the when the when the spoilers came out, because even before I mean, and this is when Periscope was a thing. Y'all remember Periscope? Good time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember it was a Wednesday night and people was talking about, oh my God, I can't believe they're going to have JT abuse Victoria. JT would mm-hmm. never do that kind of thing. And I went on to Periscope that night, and I said first and foremost. An abuser can be the police officer, could be your doctor, could be your husband, could be the father. It doesn't mean that they have to be a bad person. An abuser is all shapes and sizes, good or bad and in between. I said I'd rather for it, me personally, story-wise, to have it be somebody that we, the audience, already knew who it was. Yes, it would have been a different thing if it was day player number five. But the thing is, it would have been over and done with. There would have been, I mean, yeah, Victoria would have suffered with it. But other than that, we would have been forgetting, like, um, what was the guy who uh, who hit her? What was, what, was her, what was his name? Calvin? Trigger? What? Who? The fact that it was JT, a character that we, the audience, kind of grew up with, 
it was an extra layer. And you're right. It was the beginning, and then they settled to hit certain beats. Because I kept saying, in a way, they did play, like, little clues, because y'all know I'm about the clues. The fact JT was unhappy, he had to live up to what other people thought of him because he was going through the high school reunion, and everybody was like, oh, JT, he was so sweet. Yeah, y'all forgot he, he was sleeping with um, Brittany's mama, too. But anyway, that's another story for another day. He but, was not sweet in high school. I mean, like, he really this was. Because everybody, right, remember, he was an abuser. Did we not remember did we not like, remember no. that he brought drugs to a rave? Like, did we exactly. forget that part? Did we also forget that he plotted with Britney to keep Mac and Billy apart? Did we forget that part, too? Right. But, because they only remember him and Colleen, the greatest love of right. all. I mean, I did enjoy them, too, but uh, they weren't that great. But anyway, but they, you know, again, and yeah, we didn't see JT for seven years, and he came back, did it up. My thing is, why was Reed so afraid of him? Because that would have gave that would have been the moment where Reed said, mm-hmm. "Dad hit me." Dad, right. Dad hit or me, and saw, I saw him. He saw Dad or, hitting what's her bucket? Mac. Mac. Yeah, it was Mac. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking he was that Mac. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, but they didn't play. You know what I'm saying? Like. They didn't play that. Played, one line about so, it, and then she was gone. One line, mm-hmm. and it was like that was it. So to me, I mm-hmm. felt as though, yeah, you was trying to do the whole cover-up because, yeah, it was nice to see the females take charge. Like, I actually applauded that Nikki was doing some things. But at the same time, I was like, you missed the complete a- assignment with this storyline. And I actually say, was okay with Mal Young. Would you have said, um, hey. that makes me think of this too. Would you have said that during the story when Jonathan and Maggie were together when John hit her. I know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. See, that's a tough one. The thing for me that that really gets me about that storyline is right when they did it, I realized they were using it as a plot device. Oh, yeah. To this day, Mitchell will always say, damn Graham for taking my baby Chanel. That happened a year ago. He still talks about it. Hmm. Victoria even referenced it. Does she even talk about Reed? Like, nope. I, I hate the fact that they nope. never discuss their history on American soaps when British soaps will take you through it. I just started watching EastEnders last year, and I know, I know about Phil, Grant, and Sharon, honey. I know all about it because right, I got a full right. history yeah. lesson a couple months ago. And you will, you will. I don't, yeah. I don't understand how in thirty minutes for four days a week a British soap can be phenomenal, and hours, an hour for five days a week, still bored. I'm still bored. I will Young tell, and restless tell- puts me to sleep. I will tell you, Emmerdale had some real good serial killers on that show. Mm-hmm. Nina. Oh. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you about oh, Nina. Oh, I love let my me, girl let me Nina. T- let me talk to you I about Nina. Nina. Let me talk to you about Nina real quick because you want to talk about how it can be entertaining and you have 
like these types of complexity of characters, you mean to tell me you're going to have this girl kill someone, literally throw her over a bridge, take her necklace, and then just go right back to her house dancing to Toxic by Britney Spears. As if she she just went out for a cup of coffee at Starbucks somewhere. That's what she was doing with her life. I'm sitting here going like this. This girl really has no feeling whatsoever, and I'm here for it. Like, this is the type of character. Like, if you're going out here doing this type of mess, I best see you not having any type of remorse whatsoever. Don't come at me saying, like, I didn't need to do any of that bullshit. Like, that's not who you are. That's not a thing. Or was it like, tumor? Mm. Or was it yeah. tumor? This definitely was not a tumor. Mm-hmm. She literally was just like, when she held her sister captive and basically told mm-hmm. her every single thing that what she did and that whole family aspect with her father, because I know she mentioned about her father when, not when she held her sister captive, but when the second time she took her hostage from the courtroom and held that shard of glass next to her neck. But then when they got outside and her sister got the shard of glass from her and then she just basically instigated everything, I, I thought she I thought she was about to stab me. And I was like, oh, okay. That's how we end this. But I... I liked how her complexity was just like she didn't give a fuck, but also mm-hmm. at the end when she was in that confinement in her cell and she just basically was crying saying not to leave her alone, I'm also going like, is that also the trigger? Is that also a thing for her? Because now she's like, she doesn't want to be left alone. She needs to be with somebody. She has to have somebody here present. Like, is that I think, also... I think the main difference between the two genres, U.S. soaps will do anything to keep a star. U.K. soaps will Amen. do anything for a story. Correct. Yes, it means letting oh, go yeah. of an actor, they'll do it. Mm-hmm. And, and oh, yeah. look what and... they did with Tina. They, they did that with <laughs> Tina, and it made the great storyline... I know. I'm sorry. I didn't. I know. But had to bring that it up. made that storyline. It made him so dangerous that we're like, who is he going to get next? And look at poor Kush. I'm still trying to get under that, mm-hmm. that train track. That, was a, that you know? was a tough one. That was a tough one out of all mm-hmm. of that. It was just but, that. But was... that's the difference. They'll do anything, and they will sacrifice anyone for story. And the and actors the thing, are on board. Everybody's like on board. McQueen. Like Tina McQueen. Like Tina McQueen. They, have it, they mm-hmm. have the. Mm-hmm. They have it planned out. They have the story planned out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, as you said, with the whole thing with 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 Gray, they knew where they were going with it. They knew what yep. was happening. Uh, they, yep. I well, feel like they made that kind of up on the spot because. It went from being, like, this big, like, I felt like domestic violence story to, like, I don't even know what that mess turned yeah, he into. He was taking people out left but, and right. He was just, like, walking down the well, street yeah, people he, into cars. I, <laughs> he literally I think they it, it, out it, it was after a, COVID. They kind of figured out where they want to go. But they, they they, there's a lot of subtext to it, 
to his uh, murders yeah. that we don't talk about. So yeah, I was like in the beginning, I was like I was all about it. It was about domestic violence and everything. But then you know they were coming out in interviews after Homegirl was gone from the show. They were going like, well, you, you, we still have to play out this story before he gets caught because he's got to do this, 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 yeah. this secret. And I was going like, no, babe, that's not how this works. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's now taking, this is taken away. This is this not. It wasn't even that. It was more or less like it's getting away from the domestic violence angle of the story. We're not even dealing with yeah. that anymore. Now we're just dealing with the mm-hmm. fact that he's now just a serial killer. So I was just going like, if that's all he right. was, you could just say that he's a serial killer. This isn't about domestic violence. So that's why I was kind of peeved at it. But it is what it is. You, you know, the dude from Hollyoaks who killed Amy Ryan, I think his name was. Was it Ryan? Was that his yeah. name? Yeah, yeah, Ryan. Yeah, but when they and when they had the dad come in for Gray, that jumped the shark for me. I was like, I don't need explanation why uh, the way he is. No, no, get no, him not off at the all. show, right? No, 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 get him off the show. I I don't I don't need a sad story. Get him off the show, please and thank you. Yeah, we yeah we didn't need any of that filler. Basically, is what it was. No. And then it was. I I. I I just literally, I just remember when Ryan and Steve kissed, I text, I tweeted John, I was like, bro, did that just happen? And, of course, this was like weeks after we found out that he killed Amy because he did not want anybody to find out that he was gay. And then all this stuff trickled in from it, and then all of a sudden, now he accepted who he was. He killed his uncle. He killed his uncle. I was like, now you kill his family, bro. <laughs> You kill it now. That's a lot. That's a lot. I was just like, dude. I was like, all right, I'm ready for you to go now. Because I actually like the character of his uncle. I was like, now you killed you kill DS Thorpe? But no, you got to bounce, bro. I'm done. So <laughs> it's just. And in a second moment, you can see um, Shirley crying about Tina. To this day, she will. Mm-hmm. Anybody even uh, says the word Tina. She's going to cry hysterically. And say, yes, she will. Right. Yes, she will. Mention JT, and, and nobody even blinks. No one even blinks. No one remembers. No one remembers that Michael raped Christine. No one remembers mm-hmm. that. Okay. Well, I mean, so. here's, here's, here's the thing about that. At least, I mean, it's still addressed. Because, you know, when Christians, you know, anniversary, you know, episode, they made amends, mm-hmm. you know, they, of course, talked about, because how could you not, right? That's such right. A, it's a big part of his character's history and how, and I like that dialogue. See, this is the thing. Not all villains, and Emmy and Novell and Jonathan knows when I do this clap, I'm serious about this. Not all villains need a mental illness or a brain tumor. Nope. Right. You as the as writers of these of these books, <laughs> you mm-hmm. cannot keep doing this because to me it, I look at it like, okay, Sheila Carter is an OG. She's an mm-hmm. OG. She had you know, Michael Baldwin, OG. Yes, Kevin Fraser mm-hmm. you know, Kevin Fraser. Kevin Fisher had some <laughs> issues, but he owns up to it. You David don't have Kimball. to try to David turn Kimball them into a good guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the chipmunk. Right. Hey, you don't, we don't have the Roger Thorpe's or the James Stanbacks anymore. Yes, we got Heather Weber. Right. And yes, 
I did tweet something out just a few minutes ago, and apparently some people were upset about what I said, but oh, well, it is the truth. It's General Hospital. Um, but, and that's the thing about, you know, UK soaps and home and home and away. Mm-hmm. Their villains are legit. Cause Those villains are no joke. Listen, Yo, the fact that somebody I, blew up their own family in the church because they was adopted because their mother put them up for adoption this, because she couldn't this, handle it. I, yeah, I'm talking about the McQueen. You know I love yes. Barry So. You know Barry So is my boy. And every time I would bring that up, I love that he would always come in and chime in and go like, but they gave me, I love how he goes in character, but they gave me away. I was like, bro, Niall. I'm like, no, bro, bro, no, no That ain't it. <laughs> Wait, like seriously, I remember. And see, another thing too is, I mean, granted, U.S. soaps back in the day, they had some good promos. They did. They did. They did. However, if you watch Holly Oak or these U.K. soaps, their promo is the show. Because I'm like, as soon as they say at seven o'clock Eastern, it's the Holly Oaks winter winter um, promo. I'm like, and okay, at 6.55. It's literally, oof. I always jump like on. I'm like, oh, I'm ready to go. Let's go. Where is it at? Like, let's go. Like, the carnival, when they did the train ride, when, train. again, when the McKe- when, 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 um, when at that time they were going to kill off of McQueen, we didn't know which one. Bust in peace, Tina. We miss you, girl. Every time. Every time. Mm. But when, mama, when the mama said, which one do I choose? How do I choose? How do you, how yes. do you better choose which child? Because I was feeling that. I you was know, like, okay, let's go. When they killed all Tina McQueen, <laughs> the actress who played her let it slip out before it came on TV. I, that it was her character. I was like, she was that petty and salty. She was She was pissed. She was pissed. What happened was, because, correct me if I'm wrong, I think she, because I guess somebody told her that she was going to be a part of another big storyline after after they did this. And she was all, you know, really excited because I think she was going to be a lead in that storyline. And then they pulled this stunt. I would have been messed up, too. I would have been snitching, too. I'd be like, you know what? Guess what, y'all? They told me this. They told me that. They gave us such and such more money. She was petty as I don't know what, and I was she sitting did. over here she like she literally came out and just said like, nope, I'm not going to be on the show anymore. I'm done. I'm getting killed off before this aired. So they already knew that it was that character that was getting killed off. She just came right out and said it. She was just like, I'm done. I'm out. This is this is what's happening. I was just like, oh, okay. So she she know, let it all out. She said, no, she, I'm she not said, coming she said, back. No, no more. She was pissed. She said, like, even with the anniversary pissed. show. Wait, the best one was when they asked her about if she was going to, like, make a guest appearance, literally a guest appearance on the anniversary show. And she said, why should I even go back? Yeah. I was like, yeah. Like, she's yeah. really pissed about this. She I mean, was I, I understood. I understood it, but I also was like, hmm, that was petty on a whole other level at that point. Because I was just like, she just. She was like, I'm not on the show anymore. What are they going to do? Fire me? So she just told everybody. Yep, that's basically so, <laughs> so that's what happened. Uh, so I gave her mad respect for that. I was not a Tina fan, but I gave her mad respect for the fact that she was just like, you know what? That's it. I'm just going to let y'all know. So it was that. But she, 
she is the Bev- I was gonna say she is the Ellen Parker of Polyoaks. But <laughs> really see she broke it down. She said, This is how I found out. I found out the morning of she was like, I came to work. She did. They 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 gave me flowers. I didn't understand why they gave me flowers. And then next thing you know, that's this it. All happened. I do like how Hollyoaks' serial killers, most of them, they kill because they have a reason. Meaning, like there's like a backstory. Like with yeah. Brita, Brita, she killed all of these deadbeat daddies. Ooh. Boy, she killed all those deadbeat daddies. I mean, and then, she, uh, she, she, she has some issues, too. She she had her I issues, mad. but she did. I mean, she mad. did. I wasn't mad at her. I wasn't um, mad. I forgot which uh, 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 James's dad. When, when she what was James's it? Dad. What was it? Who Ooh, was that was good. That was good. Oh, yeah. That, that was good. Um, shoot. And then that was, I love the fact there was, like, catalysts. With, with certain characters for these serial killers because when Ryan killed Amy, Tony thought <sighs> Harry killed her. Uh-huh. So Ryan was trying to set it up to make it look like it was Harry at one point. Yeah. Like, didn't take right. For it. But it, right. And but then fast forward, at, and then fast forward, here's Brita killing all these people. Brita killed Harry. James thought it was Mercedes. He yep. shoots her along with Grace. Right. So there was that that catalyst there for that story. Then of course it comes out that it was those two and you know James. Oh boy, those scenes when James found out about it, I was I was just sitting there going like, James, I'm, I'm telling like, you, how, James James really did did the thing. I don't know, I'm calling it by his real name, but um, yeah, you, know, with, you know. JP, and I'm calling him James, but I always call him, I'm calling him James Sutton, but, you know, when all, when all of those seeds trickled out, it was just, oh, my God, and I liked, I liked him and, 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 and James together, but it's just, it was so good, that was so good, where it was this part, then this part, and then this part. Now, and, I have a question for you, Naval, and um, for the panel, if, I'm just going to pick this character because she is actually one of my favorite characters. She's like my number six. If you could put Mercedes McQueen on any of the U.S. soaps, which soap would you put her on? And I said the character, not the actress, but the character. The bold and beautiful. That's what I was going to say, too. I think she would just tear up. <laughs> She would be. Let her get some Leo in her. She would oh, be God. that character that. Well, listen. She would be that character that would fit well in that scene, but I know Brad would waste her. Um, mm-hmm. but, I mean. Well, yes, but also it's it's just like that type of character because of her age, who she would be able to mesh with on any of the shows, it would be B&B at this point. She would mesh well with the Liams and the Thomases and all that stuff. Like, she would mesh well with them, but she wouldn't. You don't say Dave? No. I don't don't see her fitting well in that kind of canvas. Not with those types of characters. I see Ron writing her well, though. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Rob would write well for her. It's just a matter of who would she really have any interactions with on that show. I mean, I could see like Brady, here's the thing with Chloe. Brady, I, yeah, I'm gonna say that guy. Yeah, that guy that plays that that Eric Bossoff. Maybe he because he he sounds yeah, like he's a future man. star in the making. I do think that she it would be the type of character that would clash with Sally Spectra. Like, I could see that mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Um, not getting along with Sharon, either. Um, mm-hmm. Phyllis. I think okay. her and Phyllis are too much alike. Oh, oh I would so, want to see that, though. I want to see that. I want to see that. I want to see Phyllis and Mercedes. Shoot, I want to see Mercedes and Chelsea. Could, uh, Mercedes would eat Chelsea alive. I know. Oh, poor Chelsea. <laughs> That's my opinion. Uh, oh, what about Chloe? Do you think do you think Mercedes and Chloe would, you know, on Young and Russell's, do you think they would work? Uh, let's, let me say, couple. I would say the, huh. the Chloe that came on initially, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. When she first came this on, one. yes. I will go with that version of Chloe. I mean, with the bob cut and the attitude aspect, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Now? Uh, no. <laughs> no. They try with Chloe, like... and I, I love how she reads her friends, but she's doing it too much where it's at the point where what has she got going on in her life? Yeah. All she's doing is reading her friends. Girl, you better worry about your children. Because we ain't hide no hair about them children. Is it is it that now that Abby and Devon? I mean, I know they won't do it. I, I'm just saying. But and this is and and Navelle knows where I'm going at because he because he knows me so well. But could there be a chance? <laughs> I get it. Um, that they could kind of circle back to Chloe and Chance. I'm just asking for a friend. Thank you. Well. Greg is over on days snatching wigs, so probably. I like it is. No, it no, is quit that. No, no, better quit that. I did. That's why I just I kept quiet because I'm going like it is. It is Y and R. I'm go, I'm just saying. The, the, I mean, I'm still salty. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm still salty of how they did Chloe and Chance <laughs> when they messed them up. How are you going to have him go to Heather? Seriously. Uh, that was a little, right. that was a little, that, that was a little crazy. crazy. That was a little I was crazy. like, uh-uh. I, I was I said, like, I said, why are Maggie, why are Maggie and Bianca fighting? Maggie and Frank, I was doing that too. And it was really even was. weird when, when you had Jeff Branson in a scene with Elizabeth and Edith. I was like, am I watching all my children? No, I'm watching Younger Russell's. Okay, make oh. sure here. I did sit there one day. I was like, okay, so they actually like each other, right? Because I don't want to see him slapping her on this show. So exactly. I, did, I, I did say that at one point. That did come out at one point, but it was just like, I was like, sure. That was just like, um, I was like, okay, Younger and Russell, we get it. They all was on all, all my children. That's so sweet. You got them in scenes. How come well, that, no, was the time, I said, how, that was the time of it, though. They were, they were like swapping yeah. over on network. Like everybody from ABC mm-hmm. was coming over to CBS and then 
they were trying to get them from CBS to ABC. I was just going like, okay, no. I just, <laughs> I, I just remember when they Not. said Tristan Rogers, Jeannie Francis, Darnell Williams, Debbie Morgan, all was coming over to, to Young and Russell. And I was like, okay, so obviously we're going to have Darnell and Peter being seen together, obviously. Right. I said, uh, if we're going to get Debbie Morgan and Peter Berg, because if so, I'm ready. I was like, let me hold myself. And I was like, they didn't share one thing. Uh-uh. I'm still salty. I'm going to let it go, though. It's been a couple of years. I'm letting it go. I'm going and to the Sarge therapy. They, they could bring Sarge back. That's on the friend. <sighs> the, the heck, I'm, you know? Because I used to bust. I, I think... Either I said it on here, Lavelle, when you had John on, where I made a come or even Emmy, and I said, okay, no offense, but everybody from the former shows have been grouped into a scene together, which, you know, I get, I understand, you know, the whole comedy, ha-ha, but I was like, John and Emmy didn't share a scene. I mean, they shared the scene, but they didn't really interact with each other. They didn't really interact with each other on the show. They didn't uh-huh. really didn't. And I was like, wait a minute. I said, as a former Coop and Lizzie fan, I'm really upset about this. Right. Because so. I'm thinking Chance and the fact that they got together, you know, obviously different actors. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> but... Just just saying. Just saying. Well, this has been, wow, we've been on here for three hours, and this has been great, you guys, and I appreciate you hanging out post-show, getting this hour in, just talking about everything from UK soaps to US soaps, and celebrating this anniversary Mm -hmm. with me. I thank you guys so much for being a part of this. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. And congratulations again, Navelle. It's been an honor and a privilege to be a a part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, You have definitely grown up, buddy. You've definitely grown up. Trying to, anyway. And here's to 15 more. Exactly. Thank you you very much, guys. I really appreciate it. Have a good rest of your night. You too. This is Dan. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. All right, everybody. That is officially it for the 15th anniversary special. I want to officially thank all my guests tonight. Emmy, Morgan, Candace Mack, uh, Darrell, Anthony, uh, Jonathan. I also want to thank my other guests, Melody Thomas-Scott for coming on, Martha Madison for coming on, Ina McCoy for coming on, and Eric Marzoff. You guys are great. Thank you so much for spending 15 years with me. You guys are what made this show last for as long as it did and have me keep coming back and doing more. Not just my love for it either, but you guys also. And as everyone said, here's to 15 more years. Keep getting the latest buzz with Buzzworthy Radio by logging on to our website at buzzworthyradiocast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Buzzworthy Radio and liking us on our Facebook page. We're also now on Amazon Music, so now you can stream our podcast on there. So we're on Amazon Music, we are on iHeartRadio, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio as well. I'm the Bell Daily. We'll see you guys next time. Take care. From Twitter to iHeartRadio, Buzzworthy is everywhere. everywhere. everywhere.
miss the show, log on to buzzworthyradiocast.com for past shows and videos of some of your favorite stars. Stay connected to Buzzworthy Radio.